Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zods. Look, guys, Zods, don't trust them. They're nasty guys. Dems fighting words, Dems are. (laughs) Well, I mean, Dems are, how dare you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're, uh, it feels like we've been gone for a while but we haven't no. i guess ray's been gone yeah for the last episode so it's good to be back it, it's um it was great to have tyler on uh i listened to that episode you guys were were firing on all cylinders smallville yes that was that was a lot of fun um and i'm glad that people enjoyed that episode yeah. it was good good stuff uh probably you know do it again in the future yeah it'll be nice I, um i've got to say as well kind of far out that uh smallville it was it was enjoyable I mean, mm. it was the first episode I've ever seen, uh, and Tyler picked a, a beauty. That was good. It was just, it was, you know, good acting, a um, bit of drama, a bit of action. Um, yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, everything you'd expect. Yeah, it was good Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so now we're back, uh, as we promised, to cover uh, Superman U1. As mm. soon as I heard of this, yes, uh, you know, back when I was announced, I'm like, well, I don't even know if the podcast is around when I heard of this, but I was right. like, well, I'm going to read that. And then when the podcast, I was like, oh, well, we're, we're going to cover this yeah. because uh, in the past and possibly the present, I guess you'll see when we cover the issue. But uh, Ramita Jr. has been a horrible Superman artist <laughs> and Frank Miller hasn't really treated Superman very well <laughs> in the past. Well, that all stems... Is that right, from The Dark Knight Returns? Is that basically it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book where Batman essentially sat on Superman's face and went, I'm so awesome, and then <laughs> everyone loves Batman and started hating Superman. Uh, uh, which is still, like, you know, as I've talked about with people, people are still using The Dark Knight Returns sometimes, yeah. like writers are using it as the, you know, the standard quote of Batman that should be used, mm. which I don't like because I don't think that Dark Knight Returns Batman is a good representation of Batman normally. Yeah. And unfortunately, people, a lot of people and writers think uh, part of Batman's character is that he's better than Superman and should sit on his face mm. whenever possible. So Is that is that why a lot of Superman fans take umbrage with Frank Miller? Is it because of that, what he did then? Uh, I'm sensing there's a lot of, you know, bad vibes. Oh, definitely. With Mr. Miller. Uh, super, like some Superman fans love Superman Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Some Superman fans, but like you know, a lot of us do hate it because how could they like it? Like, I mean, um, if, if it does that to your favorite character. Well, I mean, you know, seeing your favorite character get beat up, like it's not that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, characters job to each other. Okay, um, and jobbing means you know losing to make the other character look good yeah uh, as an iron fist fan i'm well aware of this <laughs> <laughs> like hey we need this character to look like they mean business let's have them beat up the best martial artists in marvel oh, yeah. iron fist jobs again yeah. thanks bendis <laughs> but, um so you know superman jobbing to batman and it and it is a batman book as mm. well oh so, it, yeah it, it's the way it's the way superman's character was treated and the way it's just the way both like you haven't read Dark Knight Returns, have you? Uh, I feel I have, but I can't, I can't remember Superman being in there. Maybe I just read the first uh, issue. 
I think I maybe read just the first. Did it come out in issues or did it come out as one big? Oh uh, yeah, there's there's four. Yeah, issues. I think I read. I think I read the the first issue only. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess like we will be covering Dark Knight Returns at some point because uh, it's a very important part of Superman history for better or worse. Mm. And interesting. It is also probably the biggest influence, well, one of the biggest influences on Batman v Superman, which we are also covering at one point. So, right. Uh, although Superman comes off a lot better in Batman v Superman, in yeah. my opinion, I guess it's debatable. But uh, I guess the whole thing in Dark Knight Returns, I'll tell you this: there's going to be some minor spoilers for Superman's characterization, but I feel like context is needed for what we're about to cover. Right. Uh, Superman's a government stooge, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you mentioned this before. Yep. And he's, like, sent to bring Batman in because Batman's being a vigilante. And, like, right. Ronald Reagan's, like, Superman, bring Batman in. Right. Yes, sir. Praise America. God bless. Um, and so, but, like, it's Superman's character is nuanced in that book, though. Right. But, you know, that's generally what the character is, and it's presented as a bad thing. He's kind of a yes man. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know the whole thing superman wants to save all these lives but in order to do that he kind of has to be the government's you know stooge exactly lackey yeah yeah he's, yeah, he's right. lost he's lost his chutzpah yeah um, <laughs> so yeah 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 no um that will be a very interesting interesting tale to and you uh, superman you won uh, frank miller has said that this is the Superman from the Dark Knight universe, so... Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, ah, which... it's making sense now, Connor. Yeah, there is some foreshadowing in yes. this book. Okay. Uh, that being said, because I think before we talk about we've got to talk about Frank Miller's stance on Superman. Um, Does he not like him? Well, Frank Miller's gone on the record saying he had a lot of fun getting Batman to beat up Superman because he likes that, you know, the guy using his brains beats up the the, the guy flying. With the f- yeah, sure. Yeah, but more like, you know, he's also said that he loves Superman. Superman got him into comic books and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, you know, he was writing a Batman story, so he has to have Batman beat Superman. Yeah, of course. He's in he his always... playpen. Yeah, and like yeah. Miller... His view on Batman and Superman is that they're essential to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, isn't like isn't Zeus the, and Hades? Um, isn't like isn't Batman's got a lot of these? Isn't the Joker essential to him as well? How come a lot of people are essential to Batman? Um, <laughs> you know, it's just a, a thing he's he's got. Like he does. I guess because Catwoman, compare him with, like other superheroes, you know, yeah. who's essential to Spider Man? Uncle Ben dies. Yeah. You know. Aunt May. I guess they're essential to Spider-Man. Superman, I say only Lois Lane would be essential to Mm -hmm. Superman. And she doesn't even need to be around all the time, you know? But Batman, you're right. Like, a lot of people like Batman has Joker. You complete me. Robin, Alfred. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, as in having that kind of, uh, yeah, that, that kind of really, I guess, intimate connection that's not necessarily I, like I wouldn't have um, labeled like Alfred and Robin like they're like as in supporting characters, but like as you were saying, Superman and Batman, it's almost as if they're opposing forces of nature, 
which you know on that level that they're kind of that's why they need each other and yep, similar and that, I hear yeah joke is the same thing with Batman oh you know you see that in the, the Christopher Nolan film it's yep. like oh you know geez he's he's always part of a ying isn't he ying and a yang well that that's not Batman's fault because I think okay so Superman and Batman you know being day and night and stuff mm-hmm. uh, obviously that contrast because they were best friends for ages and that contrast is there for ages but the whole idea yeah. of them being rivals and not getting along that well that all started with dark knight returns ah. and batman needing superman in his mythos started with dark knight returns right so that it hasn't really been on superman's side though mm. there hasn't really been like heaps of outside of like their team up books there hasn't been that rivalry representation between Batman so, and Superman. Um, so it's fair to say Batman needs Superman more than Superman needs Batman. Well, I don't think Batman needs Superman at all, but writers seem to think that. Mm. Right. Like, these characters did exist uh, for a while before meeting each other. Sure, it's an interesting contrast. Yep. And they're the Oh, yeah, two... this, is a, this is a modern take, a, a recent take now that's yeah. been established. Are... Yeah. Like the two biggest, they are the two biggest comic book characters in the world, and they're in the same company. And it, it oh, hey, a, hey, hey, you got uh, you got Aquaman there. He's pretty big, isn't he? Aquaman does not deserve to be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, the two biggest characters in, yeah, in the universe. I think it's an interesting thing to explore, but I don't, yes. I don't think it should be status quo or <clears throat> anything. Right. Well, maybe it will die out. You know. In yeah. the in the decades to come, hopefully, well, not hope. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But who it, knows? It's, who knows? It's um, it, it's a nice little vehicle that they're using. I mean, they're, they're more friends again right now. Okay. Um, and have they crossed paths? Uh, re- like, are you? Uh, uh, you're not, you're not reading recent books, are you? What? Are well, you, uh, the the last big thing I read with those two was uh, the metal event. Oh, the metal. Oh, yeah. DC, okay. right, which yeah. I thought sucked. But uh-huh. Batman and Superman were so... They loved each other so much in that. I was just like, why don't you guys just get married already? Because <laughs> right. they were so in love with each other in that book. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, right. I'm just, I'm just now getting vibes now. I can't remember. Someone was recommending... It could have been you, Connor. No, maybe not. Uh, there was this... might have been during that where they woke up in the same bed and apparently their characters had changed did, did this ring a bell so batman no, it was, doesn't ring a bell but it sounds pretty funny yeah like batman was the more kind of you know air quotes boy scouty and superman was darker and that they had a shift they had somehow uh exchanged i don't know embodiments no yeah. okay you didn't, you didn't come I, across I don't. okay i'm not familiar but super listeners help us out here i think uh Forgive me, because I can't remember who wrote this, but it was really good. It was... What? Who wrote what? Uh, I'm about to get to that. Oh. Um, it was the start of the New 52, and it was the Batman and Superman title. Ah. And that had a really good contrast to the characters, because it wasn't, you know, Superman being like a Boy Scout, you know, standing for truth, justice, the American way, mm. as opposed to Batman. You know, it was more... There was a kid being bullied... And Clark, you know, because this is this is when Superman was taken back to his roots a bit, champion of the press. And Clark went over to the bullies and essentially got them to back off. 
Right. Which completely conflicted and annoyed Batman because it's like those bullies are going to come back and bully him worse. Batman, you know, would have mm. taught him to stand up for himself instead. Right, yes. And I thought that was a really cool and interesting uh, contrast between the characters. A different way to tackle these problems, yes. Yeah, because Superman wants to, you know, stand up mm. and fight for the weak, whereas Batman, you know, sort more, of wants to... More of the long game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool contrast. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, I want to add, before we move on, that Batman eating the Joker is really stupid. Yeah. I hate it. Well, People I mean... People read The Killing Joke and they just took the wrong thing from it. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, I'm just taking it from the, the movie. Oh, yeah, no, Ledger, they, yeah. They, and that was probably taken from the killing joke, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, many people yeah, yeah. have done that. And it's like, no, yeah. stop it. That, Batman doesn't need the Joker. Okay, mm. the Joker needing Batman. I can see that. But Batman doesn't need the Joker. And unfortunately, Batman's been written as needing the Joker a lot. Yeah, and well, what's the idea? The, hell out of me. the idea is that, like, he needs an arch nemesis. Is that, that's basically it, the crux of it, uh, isn't it? Because they're both he needs and stuff. They're both yeah. broke. Okay, so they're both searching yeah. for something. All right, okay. It's just bad i'm sure we have passionate batman fans who listen to this podcast mm, um, yeah and i'm sure they they know what i'm talking about and can probably explain better than me i, I feel i've um, really missed the boat there connor with batman i feel i feel regret i feel like i wish i should have should have uh you know learned my batman a bit more i, I, I mean it's never too late yeah yeah true I feel like I'm missing something, Connor. It seems like such such a big part, such a big part of comic books. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, you've read, you've read some Batman, haven't you? Yeah, a little here and there. Like the the, some of the classics, you know. Yeah, the Killing Joke. (laughs) Um, I I really like the Killing Joke. I really love the the Court of Owls. I've only read the first trade. I thought that was really good. But yeah, it's just that it's I don't know. Yeah, just. I've got no urge to go and, and find out more about him now because I feel I've missed the boat. I feel the boat's sailing away. The plank's been taken off. The rope has been un, unlooped from that little thing that you have connected to the pier. I mean, it's like if you... This, if, it's like you either find a character... You either want to read more into a character or you don't, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, and, no... yeah it's true. And, and I don't, but that's not because I don't like their character it's just because it just seems like it's a mountain of work to get into yeah um, and and you're right maybe that's it right at the the core of it maybe because i just can't be bothered i don't, I don't know just we were talking about this before off air there's just too, too much too much uh, variety and selection out there in the world connor i'd say honestly i would say batman's easier to get into than superman but really there's like a there's like an established set of Batman stories you can read mm, that I right. can you know um, Death in the Family something like that. Oh, Death in the Family sucks. Don't oh, touch that. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. crap. I hate it. Yeah, we we are um, losing listeners as we as we. Speak. No, I mean yeah. it, it's awful. Like okay. they can't right. kill the Joker because he's a foreign. It's so stupid. Um, yeah. But you know you got your like Batman oh, Year One. Oh, I've read Nightfall. That was pretty good. It was very nineties. Have you read Batman Year One? No. Okay, well, you, you've got your Batman Year One, you've got, you know... Um, uh, I, thought the, I thought the list was endless, Connor. What's going on? No, I don't Stopped know. My brain three. stops. <laughs> uh, I mean, generally, the Frank Miller stuff, like Dark Knight Returns. Oh, ah, like yeah, Dark Knight Frank Returns. Stuff. Got uh, issue, one, uh, issue One tick. I'm bag. very partial to 
Golden Age Batman, specifically like the oh, okay. first twelve issues where he's fighting vampires and stuff. Ah, oh, right, right. Um, anyway, my point is like you can get a list of Batman stuff to read. Uh, the sure. Long Halloween. That that's what. I was oh, Long that Halloween, was the one you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hush. Um, is Hush good. Hush. Uh, I haven't uh, finished Hush. Okay, it must be good. I wasn't yeah. particularly impressed right. by it. Sure. Okay, no, that's it. My favorite Batman stories are Arkham Asylum, Serious House, oh. and Serious Earth, which, no yeah. surprises, is written by Grant Morrison. So. Oh, yeah, Grant Morrison is, is good. Hey, look, Connor, actually, I'll give a shout-out to one of our listeners, um, Dustin, Dustin Kurtz. He actually, I did um, lean on him a little because he is a big Batman fan as well, and he's given me some, I've got to, you know, revisit our uh, message thread, and he's given us a few... Um, oh really quite yeah this, this was oh man this was like months ago and stuff but oh. um yeah, yeah yeah so thanks thanks dustin i'll i'll look him up and uh maybe i will but yeah as, as i mentioned there's just so much happening like you know and bloody marvel just releasing constant titles and you know they've got their hooks into me and you know just that like as i said with batman you can generally with most of his stories most of his really like well-known classic quote-unquote stories you can just jump in yeah yeah which is good. And read them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, Mar- with Marvel, like, a lot of the time it's like their classic stories are full runs as opposed to... Yeah, and there are references of stuff that you have to kind yeah, of look up and exactly. then follow. And yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, maybe, uh, maybe I should dabble in... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we are heading way off topic there, Connor. Thank you for indulging <laughs> me. No worries. Um, I I highly recommend reading Batman Year One and Dark Knight Returns, even if it's just for context of sure. uh, Frank Miller's relationship with Superman. Although uh, Superman isn't in Batman Year One. Oh, okay. Batman Year One's great though. It's probably my second favorite Batman story. And um, how is that? Is that sorry? Did you say that was Frank Miller as well? Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, and that's a tie, and that's because he's keeping Batman consistent with it. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and it, it's really good. It's mostly good for Jim Gordon, though, not Batman himself. Yeah. Um, as as I am one of those people who say the best things about a lot of Batman stories isn't Batman himself. Um, uh, it's a supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, like Long Halloween, beautiful artwork, uh, Harvey Dent, Jim Gordon. Yeah, right. The villains, you know. Yeah. Uh, some yeah, nice. good stuff. Um, but, yes, moving on. Yes. We are onto superman here so yeah uh back back to my original thing i won't take too long uh mm-hmm. so yeah miller has said so you know talked about he said he liked superman he said it's batman's book batman needs to beat up superman his whole relationship with superman but the i've heard miller it seems a bit conflicting because he said superman and dark Knight returns was his criticism on where the character has gone mm-hmm. since his inception you know mm-hmm. how he's gone from being champion of the press to being kind of champion of america <laughs> yeah uh which you know he, he as i've mentioned before in certain periods certain decades superman has been very i'm not gonna break the american law i'll have to find some other way oh uh, okay yes you know fair, fair, uh, fair, fair enough. sometimes to the point where he might seem like a bit of a stooge <gasps> uh, fair enough well that's just the way he's wired well, not, not, not as much of a stooge as Miller made him out to be, but, like, that's mm. where Miller was going. It was a criticism of Superman becoming more of a, you know... Yeah. Uh, which I understand completely. 
and I get that. But he also seemed to, I don't know, Superman's actually like a pretty nice guy in The Dark Knight Returns as well. So, you know, and Miller's treatment of Superman in the sequels and stuff, like Superman's not a bad guy. So, I don't know. Miller confuses me a bit. And Miller has gone on the record saying, I don't dislike Superman. Batman dislikes Superman. Okay. So, and then he talked about Superman You Are, and he's like, I wanted to write about Superman for a while now. Like, he's always wanted to do this story. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting. And if what he loves about Superman was his early give him hell attitude then why is he writing about the dark knight returns version of superman in year one see how it's all a bit muddled yeah it is well um so it's maybe the paycheck muddles things (laughs) yeah it's a good point it's just a lot of things i was i mean that being said some of these interviews are probably decades apart Uh and people people change you know over time oh yeah they change the views they change yeah yeah exactly so maybe his opinion's just different right now. Maybe he does, you know. Plus, we all know he went a bit crazy after 9-11. <laughs> so yeah. he might be more on board with Superman working for the good old USA than he was before. But Yeah. Well, how many books are in this? Like, so there's going to be three. Well, maybe maybe we haven't seen nothing yet. Maybe... Yeah, from, from what I've read, uh, there's no spoilers. It's just the way Miller and stuff have talked about it. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, you know. I think, I think the whole navy aspect—it's not going to be pro. It's not going to be a good thing. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get into. You yeah. have reservations about what might occur with his stint in the navy. I I have like lesser lesser concerns. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting. Um, to see. Yeah. Well, okay, why don't, why don't we get into the synopsis then, then we can talk about it lots yeah, more. sure. Okay, so let's fly back to Krypton and then Kansas. Yeah. He gets another Superman origin. <laughs> uh, and what what can you say? Like, uh, Actually, before we fly off, I did want to comment on this, how there's so many Superman origin stories. Oh, yeah, that, I wanted to actually ask you about this. Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I'm just going to say, it seems like when a lot of writers get told they can write Superman, it seems like a lot of them want to tackle his origin, because mm. I think it's the most iconic part of the character's story, honestly. Um, it's become it anyway. Yeah, there's certainly you know? a lot. Of, I mean, I've read already a lot of origin stories of Superman, or, or there about. we haven't been looking for them. No. They've just come up. And so, I guess, first question out of the way... This iteration by Miller and Romero, where does this sit? Is this just like another reality? You know, it's not going to be taken well, Miller as said it, gospel. Miller says it's in his Dark Knight universe. And oh, yeah, the, yeah. So, but where's that? Is that, is that in That's not main continuity. Yeah, okay, okay. Yep, yep. Um, sure. So, uh, and, and the black labels are out of continuity books. They're not in the main. Okay, Okay. Yeah. So there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of freedom there, I guess. When you do read it, you can always just go, "Yeah, well, it's not really." It's yeah. A this take is, this on is it. not this is not the definitive Superman yeah. origin right now. 
Uh, but it's better than Secret Origins just by the fact that it exists because Secret Origins is that bad. Oh, yeah. You, you, I know. You've been bringing <laughs> Secret Origins so a couple of times. <laughs> it must be really bad. Um, oh, we got to do it. I'm keen now. Um, Gary Frank wanted to draw, man. Oh. Gary Frank? He's one of my favorites. What are you man, talking have about? Have you seen the way he draws kids? No. Uh, no, only from his Incredible Hulk run. They are monsters. Oh, really? <laughs> I'll oh. send you some Gary Frank art after this because... Okay. Terrific! Oh wow! Maybe they Dustin are. Knows what I'm talking maybe about. they are monsters. You never know. Or maybe they suffer from gigantism. You never know. Anyway. No, my problem with Gary Frank drawing Superman is he tries to draw everyone like they're from the Richard Donner movie, and as a result, you get some oh. really weird, uncanny, uncanny valley crap going on. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And it's, yeah. Fair so. enough. I, I guess his style would be suited to the Incredible Hulk, which is where I saw him from. But anyway. <laughs> But back uh, to the top, yeah. So to origins, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, writers seem to want to tackle his origin. Yeah, it's like Marv Wolfman's the same, you know. I, and that's I enjoyed that one. That was yeah. really good. I, um, because actually, because that for me was almost like um, was like a he tackled a crack in between. That's origin. true. It was Wasn't a yeah, origin, yeah. It was just that little bit of time between. Yeah. Any anyway, so that was I think I found innovative. Um, but yeah, these origins going again. We'll, we'll get we'll get into it anyway. So like you got you got Birthright, Man of Steel, mm, American Alien, um, yeah, Superman Year One. Now uh, I'm sure. Are you finding is that too much? As a, are you seasons. finding that too much, Connor? No. Are you enjoying it? Okay. Well, American Alien was too much because it came at a weird time yeah. where they're like, oh, this isn't canon. Yeah. But where it was just weird. Okay. Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess it was kind of the same. I just didn't think. Anyway. Don't, I mean, don't you get bored of it? Don't you, don't you want him to have more tales of. No, because I love seeing different art, interpretations, sorry? you know? Yeah, okay. Of okay. this classic sort of story. Um, I guess, yeah, the different excited. interpretations. I guess so. I, I kind of like I mean, it. I mean, I don't read. Yeah. I don't read a bunch of them in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a thing. I mean, maybe it's happenstance that we, we we have been reading a lot of them. Are you getting sick of uh, Superman origin stories, right? Well, I just I I kind of want some. I'm still waiting for that that big cosmic adventure. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, still waiting really for that. Yet, yeah, maybe. I'm actually even more craving, as, as you know, you know this as well. Um, life on Krypton, and you know, well, you've read all Star Superman. That's yeah, like yeah. Anything. Yeah, so, well, that's fantastic. What more? That's just one. It was very fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the origins, you know, they're good. I, I, I do enjoy. I enjoyed this issue, and we'll get into it as well. But um, yeah, there's there's many more Superman origin stories than there is Superman uh, end of career stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> as long as they're different, like you know, if it's Marv Wolfman, kind of that thing or um for all seasons that, that you know that's good yeah, they're, they're all very different well i guess that's the thing with the superman origins is they all they are all different enough like even look at birthright and john burns man of steel mm. you know they're very different yeah even they yeah. cover like the same thing yeah yeah so yeah I, I just i get that same feeling with um you know i know it's not really comparable because it's the movies and comics but in the movies with the say like batman or spider-man when they go over the origins again, I'm going again. Like really? Like, yeah, we, we I know was... it. Like you know, and and if, to be fair, they did retell it in a very similar manner 
Whereas, you know, in the comic books, as you're saying, writers are different, art is different, um, a, a lot more leeway to to have a point of difference. But I get that same feeling. Like, it's like, oh, an origin story. Okay, here we go again. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I sorry. guess even, even live action, I won't get sick of Superman origin stories, unless they're, like, the exact same. But they've yeah. all been different. So, But with our Batman, Batman's different because... His origin is more or less like yeah. Superman has a few staples. Krypton has to blow up. He has to be raised by the Kents. Yeah, yeah. And he has to become Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Whereas Batman's staples are he his parents have to get shot, and then yes. he has to become Batman. He only has two staples that you need to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the thing is, Batman Year One was so good that no one really wanted to write another batman original could be bothered and maybe there's less room to do things different and stuff because there's less staples you have to cover yeah so i mean yeah, obviously yeah. you sure. add stuff in batman's origin like him training in the mountains and stuff and where he studies yeah, but... yeah. same with spider-man like uncle ben dying yeah yeah there was no and yeah and and him letting that that criminal go when he yeah, there's, there's no room for different interpretations yeah that well that's version. it yeah yeah so, yeah. Mm. Um, oh, and one more thing before we get into the synopsis. This, so, I mean, we talked about Frank Miller and Batman, but my primary, well, what I've read more of is mm. Frank Miller's Daredevil. Ah, uh, yes. Which is... Me too. All of it is fantastic. It's brilliant. It's good. Absolutely fantastic. It's great stuff, yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's... Um just the time that he wrote i mean when he wrote it it was you know phenomenal it was is really mm. out there but yeah i, I guess oh, it's a sweeping statement but like uh, that whole run that he did um it just seemed also cohesive um and there was a, a very strong idea throughout the whole thing the tone of it was consistent um yeah uh, I, I found it really uh, he, he's he didn't go too crazy with with yeah the... and i mean he went pretty crazy but <laughs> yeah but <laughs> with I mean... resurrecting ninjas and stuff um it was yeah. already new to daredevil at the time i guess yeah yeah but um yeah i, I guess to say he had he didn't really step on any big toes no um during the run because uh... and it i guess because daredevil because as you know before a lot of people think before Miller, Daredevil was campy, mm. um, but Daredevil had been slowly sliding into grittier stuff for mm-hmm. a while at that point because you had um, forgot his name. <clears throat> Who was the guy writing just before Miller? Because he was doing a good job as well. Um, uh, before Roger. Oh, is it Roger McKenzie? Maybe. I don't know, but he was doing a good job. He kind of set the seventies. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah he kind of set the tone and Miller kind of ran with that tone and took it a bit further. Yeah. Which I think is one of the reasons that Miller got away with right. doing it. And I say got away in like a good way, mm. you know, cause he changed things a bit, but yeah. yeah cause it was never like, you know, then we have born again, obviously. And like, I've read every yeah. single Frank Miller Daredevil thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest one that is relevant to this though is Man Without Fear because it also features John Romita Jr. Yes. And John Romita Jr. is my favourite Daredevil artist. I don't know about you, Ray. 
Um, not necessarily favourite Daredevil artist, but I I did enjoy a lot of his stuff in um, Enemy of the State, Wolverine. Um, oh, he did World that. World War Hulk. Yeah, World War. I think the World War Hulks or Planet Hulk. Or he did a run there as well, and he did an awesome run on Thor, the Mighty Thor, back in the okay. late nineties to two thousands, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but I am a fan of his work. Yeah. And, of course, the Daredevil stuff, of course. Yeah, the Daredevil yeah, stuff is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and the... So, and, like, the together, Frank Miller and Jeremita Jr. both worked on Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, mm-hmm. which is pretty much considered Daredevil's definitive origin. Yeah. Um, even though I like... I prefer Daredevil becoming Daredevil when he's an adult in college as opposed to when he's 15. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while since I've read it. I've got. Um, but it's yeah. really good, Daredevil Man Without Fear. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's One great. Of first trades, yeah. So it's it's interesting that these two who wrote that because Daredevil is you know he's in my top five favorite superheroes. He's fallen a bit because of Charles Saul, as Ray has <laughs> uh, heard well, my rants on that particular topic. Actually, <laughs> um, just you know, onto that as well. Connor, uh, now with Chip Zdarsky on there as Daredevil, um, and looking back at Charles Soule's run, I, I'm not that huge a fan of his run as well, I must oh, say. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, well, not, I mean, I know that you um, were kind of against it for the, the way he handled particular characters in Daredevil and stuff, Yeah, um, which is fair enough, uh, but for me, it was just the, the writing in general, I found okay. a, a little bland, a little, a little boring. Um, yeah. So yeah, not not my favourite. Sorry, Charles. Get on the podcast, Charles. Get on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Defend yourself. Yes. But yeah, so these two Daredevil powerhouses on Superman mm-hmm. this year, and what else happened this year? Oh, that's right. The other Daredevil powerhouse, Bendis, went on Superman as well. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Um, Daredevil. And I, you know, because Bendis used a lot of his Daredevil writing in Superman, you know, because he, Bendis has said, like, he finds the two characters comparable with their super senses mm. and stuff, and you can definitely see that in Bendis' oh, writing. Oh, you do, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah um, I have noticed He writes that. them similar mm-hmm. when it comes to hearing things far away and stuff, but I yeah. didn't see Miller do that with Superman here. Um, no. I don't think he ever really went into the super senses. Oh, no. No, you're right. There might have been one. He had telescopic. He was talking about his telescopic vision. Other than yeah. that, um, yeah, no, nothing. You didn't really hear, like, you didn't have, like, the super hearing. No. And stuff, which is fine, I guess, because, you know, we've seen it done before. Yeah. It's always cool but to see. Yeah. I think it's interesting seeing two famous dead of writers tackle, uh, you know, Mm. so um yes but anyway that was my preamble now my preamble's done so (laughs) (laughs) all righty so we got this uh book one to tackle so yes um... all right let's uh let's turn let's go back in time a bit (laughs) and uh so we're back on schedule up 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 up, and and away away ah boom boom boom
fleeing from planetary Armageddon, the last son of Krypton crash lands into a small rural town called Smallville. A humble and kind couple take in the alien child and raise him as best as they can despite the extraordinary abilities he displays. As the young boy, now named Clark, grows up, he discovers his remarkable abilities of heat vision, flight, and super senses, and it's these abilities which he slowly learns to control in order to prevent hurting those around him and himself. Time goes by and the young Clark eventually attends a local school, Smallville High. He finds kinship with a motley band of students who lie on the fringes of acceptance within school life. It's local bullies which make life difficult for Clark and difficult for him to restrain himself. Guidance from his past life and his upbringing from the Kents manage to restrain Clark even though he manages to keep a level head and not unleash upon the cruel bullies. Clark lands himself in trouble and in the principal's office. Feeling even more alien than ever, Clark soon finds that the bullies are unrelenting and continue to assault his hapless friends. Lana Lang approaches Clark, of whom both harbor a secret admiration for each other, and reveals she has photographic evidence which can impl implicate the bullies once and for all. She and Clark organize a rendezvous later that evening to discuss how to nab the trouble troublemakers, and unbeknownst to them, one of Clark's friends overhears him and informs the juveniles of their plans. That evening, Lana is tricked into leaving her house and is ambushed by the motley crew, intent on making her pay. Clark arrives to save her and immediately after reveals his true self to Lana by flying her in his arms up into the sky, consolidating the feelings they have for one another. Clark and Lana share happy times together and Clark even starts to relax his restraint in public as he yearns to break free and show everyone just exactly what he can do. This results in Clark uncharacteristically winning a football match almost single-handedly and looking on from the bleachers, Clark father, Clark's father, Jonathan, is not pleased. Jonathan is unhappy with Clark's use of his powers for personal gain and advises Clark to put his abilities to greater use. Coupled with a curiosity to see the world, Clark enlists in the Navy, leaving his parents, Lana, and Smallville behind. Well, uh, that was the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, not, not too yeah. much stuff. I mean, lots of stuff, not too much stuff. Uh, Pretty succinct. Very well written. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Whoever wrote that is a literary genius. Um, oh, Ray, I did. Uh, I'm sure most people we know yes. listening already know this. Just mm -hmm. congrat we have to congratulate Ray because his podcast reached 100 episodes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun, very fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was a hoot. If anyone wants to check it out, anyone happens to like Moon Knight, uh, check out Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Um, yeah, we're a couple of episodes in past the, the century, but uh, that was a, a massive, yeah, four and a half hours, um, yeah. fun filled with a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, no, thank you, thank you. So uh, you, you guys are, uh, uh, you know, heading down the straight as well with the Sons of the Dragon, Iron Fist. Yeah, we just got on, we just did episode 93. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like we've gotten a lot of our listeners back because uh, last I checked, we were at 178. Yeah, yes. Okay. As uh, we're usually about 200 plus, 240 plus, but you know, yeah, uh, it's getting back, so that's good. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, no, um, you put a lot of work into that. Uh, so go check out his Moon Knight podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, let let us know. What do you think of Moon Knight? <laughs> yeah. Well, most of you probably already listened to his Moon Knight <laughs> podcast, but yes. Yeah. Um, one day there will be a Superman, Moon Knight, and Iron Fist crossover. Oh, if there ever is. It'll be was, interesting. It'll be interesting. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to duplicate ourselves as well. I don't know. Superman will definitely be the fish out of water in that story, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, 
Although you were telling me that there's a nice connection between him and, and like, magic. Like, they, they seem to work well off each other. And yeah, Iron Fist is think, a bit mystical, you know? I think it's just for the reason I said, actually, because mm. uh, when it comes to magic, Superman's a real fish out of water. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so every Superman magic story I've read has lent itself pretty well because he's always kind of thrown into, like, this situation that he has no familiarity with. Mm. And usually it's a team-up, or sometimes it's a team-up, you know? Yes. And the magic people are like, super bad, I need your blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he does all this mystical stuff, and Superman's like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll cover more. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the issue. So I'll read out the credits, actually. So yeah. we have Story and Art by Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Danny Mickey does the inks. Alex Sinclair does the colors. John Workman is letterer. Uh, John Romita with Danny Mickey and Alex Sinclair did the cover. Frank Miller with Alex Sinclair for the variant cover. There's a variant cover? I thought I, I think I saw it just online. Uh, yeah, is it's him pushing up something? Is it in profile? Does that make sense? Um, I thought that was issue two. Oh, okay, that could be issue two. Yeah, because there's another one I saw of him hold. He's like almost like Atlas. He's holding this thing above his uh, on his shoulders. Is that? No, I see the variant cover. Ah, oh. it's him um, with his back. Oh, yes, I've seen that one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, yep. Okay. It looks like almost like Jay Lee. I don't know who does the art. Who was That's that? Frank, Frank, Frank Miller. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is, as you say. Well, it's better than a Secret Years cover. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I was about, the first thing I thought was like, yeah, it can't be because <laughs> it doesn't look like your Secret Years ones. But Yeah. yeah. So, um, before we get into this, so uh, some people, have, this book has had very mixed reception. Mm-hmm. Some people have loved it. Some people have hated it. Uh, but one of the points of contention is the artwork. Yeah. Um, I actually I actually liked it for the most part. Yes, the proportions are a bit off sometimes, but it never bugged me enough. Uh, that being said, I am used to worse sometimes, but... Sorry, was that you? You've seen what? worse? Yeah. Okay, yep. And... I don't think it's the best side ever, but I, I thought some of it was really nice. I really liked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was much better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And John Romita Jr.'s kids have always seemed to have big heads. I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I really liked it myself. Um, having seen John Romita's work throughout the years, mm. Uh, and scenes, and I think a lot of it has to be um, down to Alex Sinclair as well. I think the Ooh, colors were brilliant. Was, yeah, that was my next shout out. Is uh, oh, Danny yeah. Mickey and Alex Sinclair the inks? Oh, yeah, and Danny the colors. Mickey. Sorry, Danny Mickey as well with the inks for yeah. sure. The inks definitely, and the colors, uh, they just make it. I don't know. They augment. Um, oh, definitely. They, Junior's art. Yeah, but I, I mean, think they are as important as Ramita when it comes to the art in this book. Well, I think they're really good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, his artwork with those two. It just looks a whole lot more refined um, than some of his earlier works. Absolutely. Uh, so it actually makes it. I don't know. It, for me, it was it was a real treat to um, to look at it. Uh, proportions wise, kind of look. I I don't um, look. I'm, maybe because I'm a very easy guy. Uh, I don't really care about misproportions because if you look at it, you look at any comic book, they don't look like humans, right? Their eyes it's not are either... supposed to be real life. Exactly, I yeah. exactly. I mean, so you look at the hands, you look at the eyes, you look at all the features, they're all exaggerated anyway. Um, so 
you know, unless you want a, a realistic artist, then um, you're going to get a comic book artist, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and I think Romita Jr. does a, a great, um, uh, he obviously took a lot of time uh, with this, either he did or Danny Mickey with the inks, because yeah. uh, there's a lot of detail in this, more so than I've seen with Romita Jr.'s work previously. Definitely. Uh, and yeah, it's just a really, I found it very aesthetically, one of the highlights, I think, of the book. Um, so yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And because uh, if you look at Ramita's previous work on Superman, it's not good. Okay, right. Yeah, um, I haven't. I haven't. So, yeah. So, uh, and I, I have the physical copy next to me here. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really nice. It's oversized, so okay. the art, the art looks all, oh, you know, nice. very nice and big on the inside. Yep. Um, and it's just a really nice cover and stuff. Uh, my only problem with it is I don't know how to store it. Oh. <laughs> I can't put it in my box, but like, do I put it on? I guess I put just it on the a... shelf. Yeah, why not? But it's very thin, though. So. Oh. Yeah. Is it when a, you yeah. when you get yours? Maybe you can tell me where you put yours, and I'll. Follow yeah. suit. Uh, but Do you yeah. get like a back a, a board or something or I don't know. It's also a bit. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about the cover? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, okay, yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> I, I was a bit hesitant only because um, we did have a go at the cover at the beginning, didn't we, Connor? I mean, before the book came out. Yes. And I, I, I you know, despite what I just said all about the art, I still hold stand firm by it only because he's very lanky yeah only because lanky i guess it's meant to show him at a younger age right um i really like his face yeah his face I think is the great. head looks good yeah the main thing for me is that perspective of his leg yes uh, it just Young. looks weird like it looks very elastic um so yeah i don't think you've pulled that off right no, and, i think the s should be bigger yeah should be bigger arms a little they seem a little long. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, so anyway, um, despite all what I said previously about you've got to just take this with a grain of salt because, I mean, even for comic book standards, it it, uh, it does pop out as being yeah. a little bit weird. Um, but having said that, interiors are absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the cover had me worried about the interior art, but... Mm. Uh, mm. And the other cover... Because the other covers are out too. We won't talk about them here, but mm. they don't look much better. Which is a shame because the cover is important, it is especially important. for something like this. Uh, but I guess we know that he's coming out of his ship in this cover because yep. we didn't really know what it was before. Uh, but right, I guess yes. uh, the cover is more symbolic, I suppose, because yeah. he doesn't literally come out as an adult. But yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I thought actually as well. Um, so I opened this book, mm-hmm. expecting an absolute train wreck, the art to be horrible, and then I saw Krypton, and I'm just like. That is gorgeous. It's good, isn't it? Because um, yeah. the amount of detail, and it's just, again, layout by Rometty Jr., just three simple panels, uh, but they are overlaid, like, you know, just one on top of each, uh, above each other and below each other. So you can actually follow where the destruction happens, and you've got some mm. points of reference with some of the spires, um, and so when things are blown up, uh, you can actually see the destruction um, kind of in real time, so yes. to speak. It's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Frank Miller and me, Junior, they've they write their comic books a lot like movies. Mm. They treat it like movie scripts, um, which you know, uh, as opposed to I guess to Alan Moore and Grant Morrison, who are very stickly about writing comic books, but comic books. But yeah, 
Mm. Um, I think that's one of the reasons Frank Miller was so popular is because, you know, the Dark Knight Returns reads more like a movie than a comic book. Yep. Um, but I digress. Yeah, I love I love all of this. Uh, I love the red sky. Yeah. You know, the building designs. Yeah. Uh, it's just very nice. In fact, I'm, I was looking at the art and I'm like, that's not Ramita. And then I saw the faces and I'm like, oh, it's Ramita. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so, there's even like a harbour, right, in the distance. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, so you get the reflection um, yeah. of a distant building. Yeah, really good. Now, we get to his parents. I think Lara looks fine. Mm-hmm. Jarrell looks... Like a bit of a crazy zombie, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's gog-eyed. He's yeah, it doesn't... It, and I saw that, and that's when I started to get a bit worried. I was like, But how oh, cool are the silhouettes above, running? They're, they're great. They're, they're awesome. Good, they? Everything else is good except for his face. Mm. I see what you mean about that. Um, and look, anyone who has you know, seen John Romita Jr.'s art will know that his faces are very distinct. Um, yeah. This yeah. is very much like it. Now, the narration here, do you know who does it? I think it's just the general narration. Uh, I, th- I thought it was like some out-of-body, you know, spiritual... I thought it was Kal-El's. I don't think it is Kal-El's, though, because it talks about things Kal-El is doing. Yeah, it... It's a bit of a mix as well because he, he and refers I think it, to the mum and narration continues throughout the issue, right? So. Yeah, but he refers to mum and dad and uh, they're jumping, they're dancing. Um, so, God's a big head. <laughs> Just looking at baby Clark running through a field, though. <laughs> so yeah, no. So he he refers to his parents um, and dad's lab as well. So yeah. yeah, I think it's a bit of a mix match because it, it's impossible. It can't be like you know baby that age yeah can't be having these thoughts but yeah um but i probably my favorite part of the issue that really sort of blew me away was this whole perspective from inside the rocket oh yeah it feels it feels so fluid it feels like it's moving and i love i love you know how you just you see krypton exploding you see space you and you know mm. the vastness of space and the emptiness, and you sort of see Baby Clark's reflection kind of freaking out mm. at it. Um, yeah, really good. And I just I love this whole because it's it's done so well. I love like all this space is drawn beautifully, mm. uh, Earth and everything. Yeah, um, the colors that they use, the purples and the reds. Um, yeah, and then you see um, it's from the other perspective. You see the red dot, which is. Um, what is it? The escape pod, um, yeah, as it flies through. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, which is seems a bit reminiscent of the Richard Donner, mm. um, thing flying through space. Oh, uh, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know he opens up the pod in the first person perspective, and you get uh, Gadzooks, Eben Kent. <laughs> <laughs> good old Eben. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, is where, what, what do you think of the baby of um, of Kal-El's uh, bandana? It got a bit weird here yeah. for me because look at the way he's standing. Yeah, yeah, very. Um... Oh, you mean the one where he's got the, the cape around and he's yeah, he's like this is like an alien god or something arriving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the vibe I got. Um... 
Yeah, that's true. He does. He does. He's a bit weird, but he's alien. So, <laughs> but uh, and then Clark kind of probes Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. This something. is. Yes. This is uh, something I wanted to raise with you. Like, has this ever happened before? He is some sort of telepathic. Is this some sort of Kryptonian? Not not in a mainstream occurrence that okay. I can recall. Um, and then there was the weird thing where, like, the narrator's going, let him take you to mm. your new home. Let him think this is all his idea. Yeah, so this is where it changes and, the narrative. And I was kind yeah. of like, where is this going? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seemed kind of menacing, but... Yes, yeah, um, exactly. It doesn't end up being that way at all. No. But it, it just felt a bit odd. I felt like, uh, yeah, as you said, I thought, geez, lucky that he did find, um, you know, the Kents to be gentle and warm. Otherwise, what would have that baby have done? Yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of cooing, um, it would have just like, ripped his arms off, <laughs> threw him in the, threw him in the cornfields. Oh, I get, I, I get the vibe. There's like a lot of Jorel, Jorel's programming or influence mm, at this point to make yeah, sure okay. his son, you know, doesn't yeah. get. Uh, manhandled or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know Jorel's put in like these defense yep. mechanisms in his son or just like something to do with the shit that, that's the vibe I got anyway something yeah you know, that, that aliens, makes sense. so yeah there's uh, been some sort of yeah I couldn't explain it but that makes sense what you're saying so yeah yeah um and uh so you know we, we have wholesome Smallville now mm-hmm and, uh, you know, we have Martha talking about a rhubarb uh, pie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was making a rhubarb pie. Um, yeah, you can't get any more kind of homely than that. Yeah. Although she's quite young here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and they take him in. They take the kid. They take him in, and they start kind of taking him out and around, and he's showing off. Yeah, we got a lot of shenanigans here. Mm, yeah, because <laughs> we have we have baby Clark who looks, <laughs> who looks because with the size of his head, he looks exactly and the color of his beanie, he looks exactly like Stan from South Park. <laughs> oh yeah, never, never uh, saw that. But I see it now. You're yeah. right. Look, only could just say it now. I'm seeing that their head size being really big. I don't uh, mind the big head on the baby though, because yeah, you know it's a babies have big heads. Sometimes. Babies do have big heads. I, I, yeah, I never would have, but now you, I see it a lot. It's not. I that think, ba- it's not that bad, really. Well, I think they went for like a, the sort of adorable look yeah. by giving him a big head mm-hmm. at this point, and I like it. Yeah, um, I think it's really funny. You know, he's taking all the things in the shopping. Um, yeah, I got. I love that excuse that Martha gives. You know, this is a baby, right? Yeah. And she explains it like, oh, yeah, he's been lifting all them hay bales. Like, it's a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's all she, all that she can do to kind of try to explain it. And, uh, like, the narration seems to reflect Clark's age, I guess, because, like, the best part, going outside, yeah. yay, mm. And, uh, like, how they're um, paranoid about him running off. Yeah. And they he just would be kind a, of see him jumping. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a terror, wouldn't he? Like, yeah, know, just definitely. too fast for them. He's too strong for them. God, that'd be hard to. He'd be hard to pin down. Um, yes, yeah, so a bit of bit of shenanigans here. What did you feed him for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, it's, when you see, I, th- I think this is a great uh, page. You know, you just see him jumping really high in the background. Yeah, uh, just this innocent glee on his face. It's like, what did you feed him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And then he comes back all of a sudden. And he's, yeah. I, I love how he's leaping away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, three or two or three big jumps, and he's gone. And Jonathan's just like running in panic. Yeah, uh, not all things fun in games though, because uh, <laughs> they Clark has a little tantrum. Uh, yeah. So they feed Clark food that's too hot, and uh, like I guess his body reacts. Hmm. And like a baby, he's like, eh, he gets mad and he sets the curtains on fire with his yeah. heat vision. He's lucky he didn't um, burn Martha, you know? It could have easily been... Well, I guess that's kind of the scary part of it, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, because baby's uncontrollable. What can you, like, how, you can know, you, how can you... And there's his big head again. Like, I'm just seeing it now. It's like a, like a Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> like a bobblehead. A bobblehead, um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, I guess, because one of the questions of Superman is nature versus nurture. Yeah, um, which is an interesting question, and I I'm more on the nature side. Oh, okay. Um, but you can't deny the nurturing side of the case. No, no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you're saying, guess, if, sorry, you're saying if he was brought up by maybe a less than um, upstanding couple that his natural instinct would still shine through. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I guess in the recent decade or whatever, I guess a lot of people have weaned on the nurture mm-hmm. side. And as the Kents being, like, a really, you know, without the Kents it could have been a lot worse. And they're right, you know, the Kents are mm. important parts. But I've read, like, I read at Elseworlds where Superman was raised by Darkseid and he still turned out to be oh, okay. really good. Yeah, you know, same with Red Star. He landed in Soviet Russia, and he turned out to be yeah. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. then you have stuff like injustice. I don't go into injustice, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess it, it brought obviously this issue bring uh, makes you think of that, doesn't it? Because yeah, this is a very powerful baby. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, um, very stressful times for the parents. But they do a really good job. I mean, yeah, they can't get, I'm sure uh, you would know more than me, Ray, the terrors of... <laughs> like, well, can you imagine if you had a super-powered... <laughs> oh, well, yeah, thankfully no burning curtains. Uh, thankfully, you know, little Finn's not as fast or spry as little Clark yeah. here. So, you know, one a couple of steps I can pick him up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can only imagine how bad it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, Clark mm. ends up flying. He has a dream of flying and he wakes up in a field. Yeah. And and he, he doesn't, um, yeah, does he does he know where he is or he's just lamenting on how far it is to get home? Or because he, he questions, can he just fly home? I mean, like. I think it's just kind of like a humorous moment. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoops, how am I going to get home? Because he obviously gets home. Yes. Uh, I guess, oh, actually, this part goes into the sound. He can't sleep oh, because yes. of all the sounds, all the sounds going off. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there, there you go. There's a bit of, a bit of his oh, senses. They say, uh, I can, wait, well, they say it's quiet in the country, but no, oh, there's always a racket going on with all the animals. Yeah, um, yeah. A very fine owl drawn there by John Romero Jr. Yeah. I made note of that. Just saying Check out that frog. <laughs> frog's good. Frog's loving Looks it. Looks quite gleeful, doesn't it? He's yeah. enjoying the night. About to eat that grasshopper. Yeah. So, or cricket or whatever it is. 
It yeah. feels bad because it's so hot he can't sleep and he has to deal with all that on top of it. Yeah. It's just... I would he... Would he... He wouldn't be... Yeah, he wouldn't, though, feel the heat or anything like that. Well, it's saying here he's, like, so... It's so hot he's, like, sweating his pillow soggy. It's sit down for sleeping. Oh, yeah, so you sweat your pillow soggy. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. I thought... Well, remember, okay. he, remember he's young. Yeah, true. As well, so he's probably not fully developed yet yeah. in terms of powers and stuff. Because, um, no like, by that his, logic, yeah. his, the yeah. pea shouldn't have burned his uh, tongue. Yeah, that's true. Either. Yeah, that's true um, as well. Just the shock of it all, all these new senses. He is a baby. But we get uh, we get the impression that Clark's a good kid very early on because uh, Clark's always been very careful yep. with everyone else. Like, he's he's throwing the ball really soft. Yeah. Even then. Clark thinks he... Uh, uh, Jonathan thinks he's throwing it hard. <laughs> yes. I like this. And you get this throughout the um, story as well. Like, so mm. Miller makes sure to know that Clark always keeps his strength in check because he's around human beings. And yeah. when he comes across those bullies, he just has to tap them or, you know, just nudge them. The whole them. world of cardboard. Yeah. Just that would be um, hard, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. yeah. Very hard because, you know, you don't want to hug someone too hard. Yeah. Yeah, you have to control your emotions, everything. Yeah. Yeah, so we get more powers and stuff, you know, usual sort of things. Then we get to... yeah. Sorry, also another little touch here as well. Um, you're saying they're throwing the baseball. Jonathan he actually tries to give him a special trademark curveball, and it, it's quite you know nice of Clark to um, to feign um, uh, being right. be, being like beaten by it, you know. I guess, and that's why the ball goes um, under the truck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, you do get little senses here of. Um, the type of person Clark is growing yeah, up to be. He's a good kid. He's a good oh. kid, yeah. Then we get to the, I guess the, the main divert. Well, the main meat of the issue, I suppose, is when he he comes to high school. Yeah, and that's where most of the quote unquote new material is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark's experience through high school. And I really love this introduction, uh, with you know. Uh, the the slightly chubby kid can't get his helmet on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yes, he um he seems to struggle talking, doesn't he? His word balloons always a little a little off. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? But um, a really nice. I mean, class. he's he's like a bullied kid. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, yeah. probably a bit shaky. But um, in a very endearing sequence, uh, Clark, you know. Yeah. Puts the thing. And they'll have the big space helmets for their big heads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's you're kind of then typical kind of high school stuff happening here. Archie Conway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just you know just part of the course like that. Yeah. The things that happen in high school, uh, you, no surprises you get here. Um, yeah, I guess so. Clark is uh, he's hanging out among the social outcasts. Yes. Which is interesting because you don't really um, small little high school, I guess. You never really see like Clark, like which cliques Clark hangs out with and stuff. Mm. I guess like in the Richard Donner movie, you see Clark being kind of ostracized by everyone. Mm-hmm. It's being a weirdo. Uh, Zack Snyder movie, you know, Clark is bullied. Yeah. Um, well, well, over here, I think it's uh, through a couple of things. First, obviously, um, he's standing up for, and that you know, in high school, that will always get you in trouble. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're standing up for someone that is not you know, popular, 
um, yeah. you know, then you are kind of blacklisted as well. Uh, also as well, he wants to keep his powers in check. So I reckon, and we see it later on where he does get a bit of a flourish and, and want to do what he can do on, yeah. on, the, on the football field. Um, because you know, if he can do that, he'll obviously be a very popular. You know, he'll be a, he'll be a jock. You know, whatever it is, whatever you call it, um, yeah. he'd be quite popular. So he, he's trying to stay under the radar, I think, mm. as well. And and that kind of um, means that he ends up with the yeah, the social outcasts. Yeah, we have a bit of Lana here as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And then we have the, yeah, this goth kid uh, has a. Yeah. Kind of uh, <laughs> just stabs Clark in the hand with his pen. Looks a little psychotic, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think psychotic's a bit harsh. Um, <laughs> well, considering he's... he's probably just get, going through a phase growing up. Um, well, yeah, to stab someone in the hand is... You know, okay, good point. Yeah. Um, he does full-on stab him in the hand. Yeah, I, I remember when actually I was in high school, there was this guy, um, a little bit of an outcast himself. He was uh, from down south. And uh, anyway, he was you know, trying to play the tough guy and stuff, and he'd take out the, you know, remember the old compasses that you used to have? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Kids these days, I don't know if they have them, but like... Uh, no, I don't think they'd be allowed to have them. I know. Days, right? like, yeah, absolutely, because it's a, basically, it's a, a really sharp metal point. You can stab someone. Yeah. So he was threatening to... He never did, though, because he wasn't psychotic, but he was just someone who wanted to look... Like he was tough. Yeah. Um. So definitely. I always think about. I was thinking about that when this goth kid actually did the deed. I'm thinking, well, okay, mm. that's that's stepping the line. I guess. Yeah. My my old high school a couple of years back, someone got stabbed in the neck with wow. a pen. Really? Yeah. I no no one died or anything, but Jeez. with a pen. Just, so I guess you know. Yeah. My yeah. school can be pretty brutal. <laughs> it can be. Jesus. Yeah. And and this one certainly was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it gets pretty rough here. It does. Um, like, yeah, we'll get to it, but yeah, it does. certainly does. So the, the whole thing, this whole high school narrative really is, it's all about sort of Clark's introduction to dealing with bad guys and how to deal with them. Because fortunately, uh, it's not like the golden age, you know, where you can just beat them up and all the problems will go away. Mm. You know, it's going to be, side effects affect everyone else um and we have (laughs) so we have clark uh because you know his friends are continuously being bullied like Mm. pretty badly as well like they've just ruined uh pete ross's locker they've just filled it with water yeah that's right yeah yeah. uh two days of school work is gone all his textbooks and that's a really really shitty thing to do like that is um like that's yeah. that's you know bordering on extreme. Like I've never been on the receiving end of being bullied, but yeah, um, these guys are really yeah. going. Yeah, so, sorry, you haven't as well. No, uh, not really. Hmm. Um, like, it's just bullying is very like it's just not it's just bad. No, oh, it's yeah. just nasty. Like it's just crap. There's no other um, way around, uh, words to describe it. It's just this terrible thing. Um, yeah yeah um like you know i know i know kids are cruel and stuff but it's still garbage oh like, yeah absolutely acceptable. absolutely uh, yeah. yeah so uh yeah we get uh we get clark asking for advice he's like 
do I talk to those bullies or do I just flatten them? And then Martha's like, I don't have any more words of violence on my table. And Jonathan goes, first you talk to them, then you flatten them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, Jonathan, Jonathan's a very pleasant surprise in this issue because he comes out with a lot of funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, And he's not very, he's not really a typical Jonathan either. Okay. Well, what's Uh, a typical Jonathan? Oh, you know, a typical Jonathan. Paragon of virtue and sage oh, oh okay yeah 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 you know? sure yeah um, yeah you're right yep but uh you know here jonathan's like thump them <laughs> yeah, yeah he can't help himself you know father to son yeah yeah, get in yeah. There, you know? he feels like a real dad if you mm. know what i mean yeah um, yeah not not that the other jonathans don't the other i guess the other the jonathans are just older you know yeah um, so they're more, they're a bit more grandfatherly, I suppose. Yeah. Or just very old fashioned. This Jonathan feels, you know, he feels like a dad. That, uh, yeah. Um, a bit more in touch with, um, with what probably Clark is going through. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, Romita Jr. as well, making, um, doing well, making them age. Uh, yeah. More, yeah. They have a few age. things. Yeah. Which, which makes it look really good. Just a few lines on their face. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah, a bit of white in Jonathan's hair. Mm-hmm. Kids get egged. <laughs> yeah, who's the jerk driving this freaking oh, uh, yeah. truck? Probably one of their brothers or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably one of their dads, the way they've been raised. <laughs> and it's, you know, typical small town garbage bullying. Yeah. You know, I've seen stuff like this before. Um, you know, you know what Australia's like for bargains. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a you, you gotta explain uh explain to our international listeners what a bogan is okay uh bogans bogans are just like they're kind of they're not either but they're kind of like knackers <laughs> and they're kind of like hicks yeah for whoever's the equivalent here but they're not exactly like that but they're kind of our equivalent yeah of that yeah um, but they're pretty common, like everywhere, even in the cities. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, especially growing up in, well, I didn't grow, uh, I didn't really grow up in Tasmania, but I've been there a lot. And I've been there like every year my whole life, and so many bogans in Tasmania. Oh, really? Oh, and they they do they go for hoons in their trucks. Yeah. For God's sake, I went uh, there for vacation recently, and first night there's people hooning everywhere. <laughs> Yelling in their bogan language. Hometown. <laughs> Your uh-huh. bogan language. They've got their own language. Doing their skitties, yelling out at people and stuff. Hang on. Hang on. That being <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I got told to go back to my country once. <laughs> then I was walking down the road. Really? And you? I was just like, yeah, they're like, go back to your own country. And I'm like, I was born in this town. <laughs> yeah. This wow. Hometown. That's just this epitome of, I guess, oh, their hilarious. intellect. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, the, these guys just give me a uh, give me you know I'm familiar with these types of people. Mm, mm. Uh, I guess these guys are a bit younger though. Yeah, how old would you say these guys? Sixteen. See, that's my problem. Yeah. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. I I, I put um, them in sixteen, something like a safe bet. A safe bet. They wouldn't be thirteen, fourteen. Because I was thinking they wouldn't thirteen be the whole time, just because the way they looked. But the actions they commit aren't like thirteen. Yeah. Years old. Well, I think regardless. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe if they were eighteen, 
you're starting to think about this sort of behavior. But yeah, this is what I was alluding to before. I found their behavior quite extreme for their yeah. age. Uh, so yeah. that was a little, I think, maybe a bit overshooting the mark there from, from Frank Miller. I, I don't know. With it's the just... eggs. <laughs> what are you talking about later on? No, no. So sorry, I thought that was a joke you were making. No, no. Later oh. on, later on, the eggs are nothing. The eggs are fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll talk about later on, I guess, when we get there. Later um, on, it gets really brutal. Uh, anyway, uh, so Clark's pissed. Mm-hmm. He's like really angry. Um, so he's he's gone and confront he's gone and confronted the bullies, and this is a really great sequence here because mm. like they they pick a fight with him. They all try and fight him, and. Clark is just so beyond yeah. <laughs> like anything they can do to him. And like to him they're pretty much moving in slow motion. Yeah. This oh, is great. And he's hearing his father's voice from the rocket. You know, they will seem so dull and horribly slow, weak and terribly fragile. Terribly, terribly fragile. Yeah. It will take but a gesture to drive the wind from them. You know, it's like restraint. You have to show restraint because their yeah. bones can snap like twigs. Yeah. And everything their bones try to protect is jelly. Yeah. It's beautiful. This is actually a good bit of writing here. I really do like it because yeah. it gives you just a sense of how much restraint he has to, and and he's you know he's a bit wound up as well from these people. So yeah. he's got to contend with that, and he's got to make sure he doesn't kill these people by you know. Like all Clark does is just block this kid's punch. Yeah, and he breaks his wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing that, yeah. Uh, and he just like casually pushes the guy back, and he goes flying backwards so yeah clark pretty much does nothing and they're all walking away wounded yeah. really yeah um and he so, gets and he gets a uh, talking to yeah, yeah. Uh, you have both both sets of parents in the office um oh god this brings me back <laughs> uh. <laughs> um you know getting a scrap oh no call the parents in the office yeah, yeah. Uh, and i love the just the silence in jonathan's speech bubble Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, nothing to say for yourself, young man. Yeah. Well, hang on, why is Jonathan? Like, he was the one that was kind of saying, yeah, he should... Well, we should don't know what Jonathan's there. thinking. Mm. He's kind of just sitting there. He just is in his thoughts. I'm getting the vibe he kind of approves. Or, like... Or maybe he feels guilty at what he just said to, to Clark, and he's like, going, oh, jeez, look what I've done. Well, the, he does go into it later. Yeah. Um, but you didn't answer my question, Ray. Did oh, you ever get, were you ever sent to the principal's office for a scrap or um, you know, no. you one of those kids? No. Oh, you're a good kid, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no scraps for Ray me. doing his homework. No, I, I took out all my aggression on the footy field. I was, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's the Australian way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that was that was a great outlet, actually. Um, I remember I was in detention once uh, yeah. just because uh, I didn't go to the swimming carnival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows, everyone in Australia knows the scourge of the swimming carnival. <laughs> yeah. Make you swim in front of for a second. I don't want to do it. So I didn't go. Yeah. I was the only one in detention. And it was just like, there was so many bogans at my school. <laughs> like, how am I the only one in detention? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it again. I hate the swimming carnival. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mandatory. Look, I get swimming lessons being mandatory. I'm totally on board with that. Mm. But why is, like, the swimming carnival mandatory? I know. Well, yeah. Or athletics carnival or any, any of that. We had like, that. sports should be optional. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Running around the field, that's fine being mandatory because, you know, you've got to keep the kids in shape. But 
making them do the I don't know it just seems cruel making them compete on the uh, yeah if if they had an, an inkling towards it then why not but yeah, yeah to make everyone you know run the 100 meters or the 200 meters and 400 meters or, or you know do their the swim meets um yeah it's a bit silly yeah like it's Australian yeah. culture it's just such a sporting culture it is it really is yeah. uh, and the reality, like I said, it's good and bad because you know kids need swimming lessons, and yes. you know, running on the oval is good for it's them. It's healthy, yeah, yeah. The competitive making them go in front of the entire school, yeah. You know, some kids just aren't comfortable with that, and that's fine. Like yeah. they shouldn't have to do it. It, it doesn't. It, it it's really weird as well because, anyway, there's a slight tangent, but um, yeah. you know, the strike rate of actually pursuing a sporting career later on you know as you mm. get older is very slim like you know if yeah. you want to play top notch or whatever or you want to actually earn a buck um yeah. so i don't know why they they push it so much um apart from you at least said it's just the culture mm. yeah um yeah i have eight kids i don't make any of them go to some carnival no. yeah no no I, i'd you know i'd let i'd expose my kids to a lot of sports just just to see what they like. Yeah, if they're interested. Yeah, sure. yeah. That's um, the only reason. But I won't, I won't, like, you know. Like if they want to do this to be carnival, go nuts. Exactly. It's fine. Um, but anyway, yep. th- th- this was always going to be a long episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, Clark, he didn't actually do anything wrong here. No. All he did was defend himself. Um, and he. Well, he defended them, <laughs> really. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Because if they were just punching him in the head, they would injure themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, so Martha's not happy. No. Uh, Billy Bob Markham, his exploits are very well. He's a bit of a troublemaker. He, he's got a uh, 10-day suspension. His parents aren't happy. Mm. And uh, oh, Mr. A... Kent. Yeah, sorry, I was telling you, I'd dagger stares at that mum, like, you know. I'm yeah. looking at her going, geez, you know, what have you been doing to raise this kid? Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, and uh, Clark gets 10 days of boys' room sanitation duty. Yeah. With Otis. Otis. Sure, a reference to uh, <gasps> our favorite character. Dun, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it. Why are people obsessed with Otis? God damn. <laughs> Like, why are people taking... They're like, I love Superman. Yeah. And they take away Otis from that movie. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we have some, some nice stuff in the home here. Mm-hmm. Well, here, so Jonathan yeah. does tell him as well. He, he does kind of... You know, he says, you know, doormat as well this is this is a really good stuff from jonathan because mm. you know obviously clark can't fight back properly and stuff but you know that doesn't mean clark should just take it yeah exactly <laughs> you know so or he, he should is... just stand by and yeah. let crap go on yeah yeah exactly so in a roundabout way he's saying you've got to fight for yourself but not necessarily you know um, literally physically do it I mean, he pretty much says you have the ability to make the world a better place yeah. and you should do it yeah he's giving like, him that's that what he says. Yeah, yeah he's giving him that talk about you know you've got your special um you've got a you've got a bigger calling basically 
yeah but it's not a it's not like a super dramatic no no, no. Uh, speech it feels more like a speech that uh you know a dad would give yeah. i guess yeah um, you know martha's obviously like no one's really bad sometimes people just get confused uh that statement uh up can can someone be inherently bad or are people just confused? That's that's like a whole philosophical podcast right there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. man is capable of being truly evil, but uh, it is an interesting topic that I'm sure Superman has to deal with, and I believe Superman probably goes on the side that no one is really bad. Mm. Um, especially, I guess, if you look at his relationship with Lex Luthor, that's what it's all about. Because yeah. you know, after all of Lex's zany schemes. <laughs> Uh, Superman still thinks he can be redeemed. <laughs> yes. Where's Lex? We need more Lex. I see Lex. I think Lex at high school would be really good. Mm. Yes. Inventing something. You know. Maybe we should read Birthright, another origin story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Clark's big head is on display when he's sitting on top of this. Yeah, okay. Water. Again, I see it. Yep, yep. It's because his feet are so small as well yeah i mean like i don't as i said i don't mind the big headness but this is like the instance where it does bug me because he's obviously supposed to be older mm. and he's still but got a like, big head yeah yeah it's like how old is he mm-hmm. exactly he's like i'm a strange visitor no crap you do look like an alien <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's not looking very happy is he um so yeah it's uh oh and then he goes back yeah, so this is where, comes, yeah, this, this is yeah. where his friends are really getting friggin' their tails whipped, um, and it's all for display as well. Yeah, so. so his friend Carlos got called a spick and just the crap beaten out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, See, there should be ramifications for this as well, but they they kind of just gloss over it. Um, it happens though. I mean, maybe look, there's more ramifications in today's yeah. society. But, you know, and sometimes kids just wouldn't report this stuff but because I mean, they think it'd make it worse. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a lot more obvious, like, as opposed to that broken wrist and stuff, that altercation before. These are guys with swollen lips and black eyes and stuff. It's a bit more kind of... They don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... Yeah, well, obviously you, they don't if because... At, if you look at one of my school photos, my head looks yeah. like a cauliflower because um, I got in a big fight yeah. over the weekend. Um, and uh, mum's never forgiven me yeah. for this, but so my school photos look terrible because my head's all messed up. But like the, no one, the teachers just didn't bring it up at all. They didn't ask me or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just completely ignored it. And yeah. I wasn't getting bullied or anything, but I'm just saying like, you know. It's true. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a small detail. Um, I mean, you could argue the fact that why not these parents, why don't these parents take it to the school principal as well? Um, yeah, that, that's probably a better argument, I guess. Yeah. Because um, that'd be pretty hard to hide from your parents. And parents always freak out over that stuff. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know... karate kid. Yeah. But, but going on from your point, though, about this school not caring, I mean, these bullies seem to have free reign over this place. I don't understand what is well, going on. Well, they do on. bring that up, yeah. don't they? Because they, they say the teachers are, like, scared yeah which is and that's what I confused me yeah i don't buy it but anyway. like if these kids had guns <laughs> yeah. sure yeah if this exactly. is in a really bad neighborhood then i can get that yeah. but this is in smallville yeah. you know this is like a so 
And again, like, you, you're thinking they're 13, 14. I'm thinking they're 16, 15, 16. And they well, somehow have the the staff, the teaching staff, you know. I think you're right. I think they are 15, 16. Yeah. But still, that's... Maybe 16, 17. Yeah. But I don't... I don't under, I just don't understand how the teachers can be running scared. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I and don't this know. is... Like, I get what Miller's going for. Mm-hmm. I like the message he's putting across, but... It's executed weirdly, and just given the context, it doesn't make heaps of sense. Exactly. So, I think for me, it's co- like a swing and a miss. I think so. Yeah. I think the context is totally... Uh, he wanted to, to, to get this message across, but it's just not, not the right forum. Um, that's all. Well, it could be the right forum, but he didn't make it the right forum, if that makes sense. He hasn't done enough to... Well, yeah, but then you have to go into you'd, you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to go into a whole story about how they've got the hole over the town, or you know, or, or something, or I, I don't know. But yeah, it's just a little. I, I I feel it's a little shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a bit shoehorned. Uh, I do know exactly what he's going for, though, and I approve of what he's going for. But yeah. you're right; it's just it's just not executed as yeah. well as should but be what do you mean like as you, as you say like um what he, what he's going for as in uh, he's going police for... can turn into criminals yes yeah, yeah uh, exactly which is which is a thing that definitely happens um yeah yeah but yeah exactly but i'm just thinking yeah i don't know again well i said can i'm not saying no no of course but um yeah there's there's a bit of a leap here that's all as, as you know as we talked about I do like how it says weirdos suck and it's spelt wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that. It's going, yep. Yeah. Well, it's funny how uh, it's like they're turning Smallville into Gotham City. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So is Gotham that bad, is it? Not... I would think Gotham would be worse. but Right. Jeez, eh? So um, Gotham would be like Bogan City. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> you imagine Australian Gotham, just like everyone's just a Bogan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. cops aren't corrupt, they just can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, things still getting worse, his friends are still getting beaten up. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's believable that his friends are still getting harassed, mm-hmm. you know, despite mm-hmm. what he does. Um, yeah. Teachers running scared, I don't think it's believable. This, this is believable for me. Um, but uh, Lana's taking photos yep. of the whole thing, and uh, they're going to meet up later and talk about it. And we have our uh, friendly goth kid. Yes. Um, he pretty much tips them off. Yes. So he ends up having a greater role in it, being a um, a mole, yeah. even, really. He, or, like, he's he's less bad, though, and more just, you know, he seems, I guess, as Martha would say, confused. You know, it doesn't look like he's having a happy upbringing. No. Yeah, right. It doesn't really go into him that much. No. I mean, you just love to speculate. Maybe he just wants the, the heat to be drawn away from him. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So, so uh, you know, Lana gets called out. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's the bullies. Uh, they take the photos and they start roughing her up. Mm-hmm. And they're about to uh, rough her up in a really bad way before yep. Clark comes and saves the day by... Uh, Juggling him around, like, you know. Yes. He doesn't hurt them too bad. He essentially just throws them. Yeah, he throws them, but they yeah, end up having uh, drawing blood. So that's, um, you know, uh, enough to kind of really kind of make him hurt, I guess. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't get super rough with them, but he is a bit rough with yeah. them. Uh, justifiably, because, you know, they were being very bad. But Yeah. So so what do uh, you think of this, this scene here, Connor? 
Um, again, it's kind of like what I was saying before. I get what he's going for. And I agree with it, but it's not executed well. Yeah. Um, because yeah. as bad as, like, essentially we're talking, I don't want to go into it too much, but we are mm. talking about sexual assault here. Mm. Um, and, you know, even, like, among this, if we're assuming they're 16, mm. you know, this stuff has happened. Yeah, of course, yeah. I know it's happened. It's... Uh, but the way it's done is just so cartoony, you know? Mm. It's like, if you're going to do something like this, treat it seriously, mm. you know? Um, instead of like, oh, Superman just saves her from a gang of robbers style, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's, it's just kind of, um, yeah, nonchalantly used. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, it, and it's... It could have been done a little better because, as I said, this stuff does happen. It's unfortunate, and you know, you, you, if people find it offensive, or whatever. You know, you can't just ignore this stuff. But no. it's just, it's not executed well because it's executed like cops and robbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, very... that, 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 yeah, that sums up how I feel about it, really. Yeah, it's done in a very simplistic way. Um, yeah, but it, it it carries a message. Clumsy. You know, it is. Yeah, it is clumsy. Um, but and again, I'll reiterate. Um, I, I think the foundations of what Frank Miller has built, been trying to build, to get this message across, uh, is it doesn't fit really well with them. Like, mm. yeah. Anyway, these bullies. I don't know. They just all of a sudden they're turning into these vastly, you know. Um, well, criminal... I, I get them turning into that. Yeah. I just I don't get with how it's portrayed, like how it's handled as cartoony but i do understand yeah but the I, escalation yeah i guess it's yeah true i mean you'd have to go into a whole backstory about smallville and in the high school itself and how these people come about um i mean i just took because I've, I've you know i've seen escalation like this happen in yeah. real life you know yeah uh, which is why i guess it, i just take that easily but i guess it's also the reason why it just bugs me so much that it's done mm. so yeah simplistically um yeah. i don't I don't think you need to establish a huge backstory. I just think he needs to be. Uh, I just, I, think, I don't know. I feel like it would have to. The story would have to have a bit of a different tone. Mm-hmm. It would have to not have as much humor in it. Is this is this the um, a bit of a uh, a mix mash then of uh, of the black label coming out? You know, is Frank Miller trying to trying to execute a bit more of a black label? darker side of this story which he hasn't really done throughout the whole story up until now um no i don't think it's because it's black label isn't isn't the black label for dc isn't it to telling darker more mature stories yeah i mean this i guess yeah this is for black label is specifically for adult audiences like it's supposed to be mature darker stories and up until now it hasn't really been It's, it's been a high school you know jaunt um with a couple of bullies who have progressively gotten worse and worse in a short space of time but again that's what i don't believe just being a standard yeah origin story um like like this could be in a normal dc book there's nothing here that makes it yeah and then you get this scene which is now trying to you know taking that really push it to black label though well no well it's it's insinuating obviously the sexual assault and stuff so we are getting into themes which um you know not yeah, uh, 
you're right, but the way he executes it again is yeah. like cops and robbers, so yeah, I don't that, think it really yeah, makes so, it. So I think it's a bit of a confused thing from Frank Miller. Yeah, I don't think Black Label has anything to do with it, though. I think it's just Frank Miller's clumsy execution okay, right. with his ideas. Yeah, okay. I, I uh, thought this was a bit of a token gesture as to, okay, no, let's, make, I don't it, think let's so. make it a darker... <coughs> I feel like it'll get more Black Label in the next two issues. Okay. Um, because, I mean, Clark growing up in high school, how much Black Label exactly. could fit well, in there? Like, yeah, true. But, you know, if he's... If which is why, sales, yeah, then... exactly. But which is why that this scene seems really out of place for me. Like, yeah, yeah. So Fair. I mean, but I, I understand as you say that you, you've seen stuff similar to this before. But I mean, oh, look, I, I don't like the scene either. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it it doesn't bug me that much, though, to be honest. Uh, it, it, it as you say, Frank Miller, he he needs he needs it to to basically to raise the stakes so to speak, and actually... He needs it for his idea of bullies becoming, yes. like, criminals. Exactly, um, to take the, to, to cross that line that they've done. But to me, it's like, uh, it's just such a comic book thing. Comic books always try and tackle serious issues, mm. and most of the time they come off as simplistic or just not covered very well. Mm. You know what I mean? So this isn't that different to me. Mm-hmm. It just feels like another clumsy execution. Like, it doesn't stand out. Yeah, as uniquely horrible. It just oh yeah, it's just yeah. like it's just like oh well, that was you know uh, just another thing that could have been done a lot better. Yes, um, oh, yeah. I tend to agree. I mean, I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't come across these pages and, and just go, oh gosh, that's you know, what, what's what's happening. I like, didn't feel know. inclined to go on Twitter and just rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know what he was going for. As you say, it was a clumsy effort. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So anyway, it's just it's just clumsy writing, and like it's it's not the only instance in this book that's clumsy writing. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. A, a bit of an inconsistency in in um yeah yeah in in the the tone. Anyway, yeah. So I feel like a better writer could have uh, pulled this off much better. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Frank Miller's a bad writer. I'm just saying. You know, no. There, there are other ways that you can <laughs> portray this. Other way that, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you can portray the message. Yeah, convey the message. Sorry. And so. like the way, yeah. And it just goes like to this romance. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a rough shift in tone. Like it goes to like a yeah, yeah. This, this sort is of comical it. romance thing. Exactly. From like you know, like it goes from the bullies escalating and the bullies doing all these horrible things, and then all of a sudden you just have Lana and Clark romancing it up. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, um, that's, that's the what bullies. I mean. Like it's a they bit don't a, come yeah. back. No, so there was a bit like of a blip the in the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so it's weird, it just moves on. Okay, this is the next stage of, we'll use this to segue <laughs> into Clark's relationship with Lana. Yeah, yeah. And just forget about the bullies completely. Well, that's right, that's what it is, really. Yeah. This is the thing that, I guess that is the moment that they really do connect. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a extreme situation. Um, Clark manages to save Lana uh, and and this is a um, a milestone. I think they've always been sweet on each other, though. Oh yeah, it was alluded to just a little bit. I think bit. they just like, start hanging out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think this this probably forms a bond between them, a stronger bond. I, I'd imagine. Um, you know, he basically saved her from a terrible deed. Um, so well, I think I think the a lot of it is 
I think it might be less saved her from a terrible deed, and I think it's more the fact that she sees that he can fly. Well, and that's yeah, that's this uh, <laughs> secret with her. Well, that yeah, uh, that's it, and, and that <laughs> uh, that's a what I was about to say is a bit of a um, a recurring thing, isn't it? As well, this is a part of the law, Superman law. Is that correct? Like it, it happened in um. Oh, that Lana knows that Superman is that he takes her flying right, and yeah, and that she he shares in, a secret uh, with her. John Byrne and post John Byrne, yeah, it's generally part of. Okay, right. Silver Age, she never found out until. Because it was was it for all all seasons? Is that where he did it? Uh, yes, but like for all seasons and Man of Steel in the same thing. So he did it in both. Yes, yeah. So that's why I'm I'm kind of yeah. Which has become a thing. Yeah. And in Smallville, she found out too. Eventually. But how she found out were all uh, different ways, I'm imagining. I can't remember. Sorry, She's also completely insufferable in Smallville. Lana <laughs> is usually endearing yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there is some funny back and forth between the two. Yeah. Uh, Clark is speed reading the entire library. Yeah, that's so cool. That's really good. Uh, yeah, so I, I do like when they have Superman be super smart sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so they spend a lot more time together. Still a kiss. Yeah. A yeah, as, as it's just transitioned completely to their budding romance. Mm. Um, it's just forgotten about the bully subplot completely. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, they're growing up and stuff. Uh, a couple Clark's of really happy. good. Sorry, a couple of really good shots. Going back a couple of steps. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I love the bit where um, Clark first um, drops Lana off on her roof. And then he's flying away with his hood on. I think that's a really nice mm. uh, perspective shot there from John Romita Jr. Uh, and also, there's a couple of panels uh, a few pages later with Clark in seemingly in space, um, just in his civvies. Oh, this is a fantastic sequence. Series. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the little com- uh, comical thing. Oh, the, yeah. Comedic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Dang, uh, if that wasn't the Kent boy flying just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got wacky tobacco in that pipe. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Uh, uh, the humour is actually pretty funny in this. Uh, as you said, it's inconsistent, but, mm. you know, there's a lot of endearing moments. Uh, you know, then we get the football thing. Yep. You know, there's a whole debate whether Clark Kent should be, you know, yeah. be allowed to participate in football or not. But Well, yeah, uh, and this is, this is kind of showing it off, isn't it? Like, because he, he does kind of unleash a little. Yeah, um, and you see Jonathan's disapproval. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's using his power for, you know, own personal gain. And a really good panel because everyone's cheering and Jonathan's just yeah. Yeah, very stone-faced. Mm. And this, like, the, the exact same thing happens in John Byrne's first issue. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess Clark doesn't show off, but Jonathan's like, hey, Clark, you know, like, you playing football is just inherently unfair. <laughs> <laughs> in Smallville, they built a whole season around Clark playing football. And it was, it was, it, I mean, it was just kind of dumb, but I appreciated that they sort of took this thing in the comic because the whole thing was like Clark was trying to play like a normal person. Yeah. So he was holding back all the time because he just wanted to be part of the guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, I feel yeah, like, I feel dilemma. like, you, yeah. well, I feel like if you were Jonathan, you just wouldn't let Clark play football. Oh, you wouldn't. It'd be too dangerous. Like the liability of that, you know, Clark kills, yeah. kills a few people, <laughs> you know. Not, not a good yeah. look. <laughs> um, you know, Lana's a 
cheerleader mm-hmm. for him here. Yeah, I remember, you know, being a quarterback in high school and having a cheerleader <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, good good times. Good times. Yeah. It's gonna go cry in a corner now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I guess Clark Yeah, it's interesting. He goes from like he's hanging out with the misfits, but he's also like a quarterback. Yeah, but yeah. this is short lived, right? He's not um I don't think he my impression is he doesn't I mean they don't go into it further again, but this was just like a, a fleeting moment, a little flourish on Clark's behalf to just um, to do that. I think Jonathan... Oh, yeah, he doesn't keep playing football after that, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they pretty much, you know, nipped it in the bud there. It was just to show that example of him doing what he's not meant to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, and off they go. Because uh, it's now more about him leaving Smallville. Yeah, and... Uh... Clark's talking to Jonathan. Jonathan's like, you know, school's over. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And Clark's like, I went to town early this morning. I signed up. I enlisted in the Navy. Yeah. In the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is where people going in completely blind are probably a bit thrown because it's been pretty standard Superman fare up until this point. And then he's like, I'm going to mm. join the Navy. Yeah. And he's like, the seas are calling to me. They're crying because Clark wants to explore the planet. Yeah. Come familiar with it. And he wants to go to the sea. He's like, the seas are calling to me. They're crying to me. Yeah. It's like, the whole planet's crying to me. I've got to see it all. And there it passes. And then maybe he can figure out what to do with them instead of showing off like some kind of jerk. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like, yeah. It doesn't lead to a lecture, actually. Um, no, 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 no. Just little, little subconscious, you know, little. Little hints Jonathan gives, plant some seeds into Clark's mind. So, uh, you know, he's like, how's mum going to react? And Jonathan's like, you know, for a lifetime, but you can never predict how she's going to react. So (laughs) Martha doesn't react well. No, understandably. Understandably. She calls them insane. Now, this is an interesting bit of foreshadowing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So where's the line? She hears all about Clark's idiotic plans. She hears all about Clark's very dangerous plans. Those plans that will waste his magnificent powers and abilities. Those insane plans that will let them reformat Clark's brain and brain and turn him into some kind of robot, some kind of war machine. Mm. Uh, which is essentially what he becomes in The Dark Knight Returns. Which oh, we know okay. is the same continuity. He becomes a war machine for the US government. So this is a little uh, uh, nod to that, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Martha's concerned that'll happen, and mm-hmm. you know, lo and behold, it does. Yeah, um, which I thought was a nice bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, like even even if the story doesn't like, it's not set like this story's not really setting up that, but I like the little reference. Yeah, sure, it ties um, it together. Yeah, in a very subtle way. Yeah, and yeah. you know, even though it's not not my Superman that becomes a government stooge. I can't appreciate, mm. you know, the tie-in there. So, you know, he goes to pay a last visit to Lana. Yeah. Before he leaves, Martha's crying. Um, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, they give him the cape. They give him the cape, yeah. So, that, again, another little bit of the standard law. Um, found it in the, 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 the... What we saw at the beginning. The little... Um, yeah. Little, what's his name again? Um, Stan? No, who was a, a South Park person? Stan, yeah. Stan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yep, shove that in his duffel bag or his backpack, and off they yeah. go. Off he goes. On the bus, there's a nice moment where he's a telescopic vision to see Lana holding mm. the thing up. I thought that was really uh, cool, actually, and and like her knowing or hoping at least that he sees it. Um, it is cool. good because some yeah. of it's like, well, how would she know that he's looking? But it's kind of enduring the fact that she's just kind of sitting up there hoping he sees it. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't know. She's just, you know. Yeah. But um, um, it's amazing yeah. that he does. Uh, yeah, so anyway, off he, off he goes. Um, and his memories are coming back. Mm. Well, yeah, the deep down subconscious memories from when he was very little. Yeah, because he wasn't, he wasn't like newborn. No. So like he, you know, he yeah. was sentient. Uh, yeah. I mean, you want to send here, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just getting flashbacks of Krypton blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that might lead interesting places. Yep. Uh, Kryptonians are not good people in our Miller's oh, right. universe. Well, Superman is, but all the others aren't. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and it might affect um, Clark in his travails as a yes. Navy... Officer, soldier, whatever. You say SEAL, right? You've read somewhere it's a Navy SEAL? Yeah, I've read that he joins the SEALs. Okay. Which uh, is right a, now, he's yeah. just doing the Navy, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> well, the driver's, like, threatening people, and, and the guy's like, I'm calling my mum. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just found it funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Clark, she ends with Clark hopping on the bus, except ready for the new adventure. Mm-hmm. As the American flag waves in the background and the patriotic jet flying over. Yeah. Uh, so the end. Really yeah. great. Um, a great last panel, like last page, splash page, I think, as well. Um, really nicely drawn there. Yeah. Now I, I was originally very like, is this ending a joke? This has just turned into like a Navy recruitment ad. <laughs> Um, but from the comments I read and stuff, I will withhold my judgments on Clark joining the Navy until the story is finished. Mm-hmm. Because we just don't know what they're planning to do. No, we don't. No. Uh, he could leave like straight away. Yep. Uh, he could decide that you know it compromises ethics or something. You know, um, if if the next two issues of Superman just weighing lace to enemy forces for the glory of America and the United Forces, then... That's your worst nightmare. The armed forces. Yeah. Then it's like... Then I'll be like, okay, Frank, you're just running a recruitment drive and you're crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so who knows? We've got to to give it um, space to breathe. We've got to... Yeah. See what happens. Unfurl. So, obviously, there was a few problems with that issue, but overall, I actually really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, it was, well, you know, my comments before about, yeah, my comments before about Origins and um, uh, just the high school life um, and a lot of the stuff has been covered before except for a couple of, like, the Navy was a big thing uh, as well. But, like, yeah, uh, I thought it was a, it was a solid um, a solid issue. Um We'll have to wait to see the other two parts yeah. to see how it works as a whole, but nothing too grandiose about this first issue yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, interested in this in a long time, and uh, it is uh, satisfying my curiosity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what I think about it, I'm enjoying uh, experiencing 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Miller's take on the whole thing. Um, I do think it was, you know, I think it was solid overall. Mm-hmm. I think like the 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 whole ship sequence and whenever the stars or the galaxy is shown is really fantastic. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Aside from the big heads, I actually did like the art and uh, Jor-El's crazy face. Um, <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised. Like, out of all the Superman things that have come out this year, I'd say this is the best one. Okay. I've read so. It's better than all of Bendis' stuff. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, definitely, I think. Yeah. Uh, it has heart. It has humor. You know, the, the, the Kents are really great characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, aside from those weak bits, I think it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, right. Nice. Uh, I've uh, read a lot of, you know, yeah. I don't think it's in the upper echelons, but we'll see. Well, that's it. I mean, like, so you've read a lot more. Um, you've got a greater perspective on these things. Um, uh, I'm assuming, you know, you've read a lot of origin kind of tales. Um, all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, how this fits in with it. You know, um, that's a pretty, um, pretty high testimonial you've you've given it. Well, I mean, you know, I just think, I just think it's a soul comic. Like, I, yeah. I think the only reason this is gaining any controversy is mm. because Frank Miller's name is on it. Right. Yeah. If his name wasn't on it, this would just be another take of the origin. You know. Yeah. Well, it's got a lot of hoo-ha behind it, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, so John Romita yeah. Jr., Frank Miller, these are big icons of the comic book industry. So, like, a lot of people are looking at it and just judging it, um, which is fine. Yeah. But I just feel like, yeah, if their names weren't attached, then... Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. It, it could well be. I mean, if you didn't know that this was a Frank Miller book, um, I, I'd imagine it'd be hard not to know it being a John Romita Jr. book. If you do know your comics, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you didn't know it, you know, would you have a different take on it? Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Like I got, you know, I got vibes that this is Miller's writing from it, but not as strong as you know mm. a Batman or a Daredevil Miller yeah. work. Possibly because it's so different tonally for him. It is actually the way it's written the... is quite. I I think from the Miller I've read, from the Daredevil basically. Yeah, and from I don't know, I have read Sin City, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's different. So, like, hmm. this is much more on the lighthearted and optimistic side than uh, any of his, you know, Batman or yeah, Daredevil. It's a lot less gritty. Yeah, Batman um, definitely, which yeah. is good because you know that means thankfully Miller understands that a Superman origin story shouldn't be yes, you know. So, mm-hmm. um. Yes, but I feel like we should go into the feedback now because that'll open up further sure. points of discussion we have ourselves. Yeah, are, are we going to uh, rate it? For, or are we going to wait wait till the end? I think we wait till the end. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Alrighty, so so what do we what do we want to do? We want to go? So we got feedback on the discussion thread. Yes, and we got an email from Dustin. Did we get anything else? Um, no, I don't think from Twitter. I don't believe so. Um, yeah. To be honest, we're going to Twitter now. Yeah, if you look, if you log in, that will. Um, yeah. Let's have a let's let me just quickly open this up. Really can't get that navy song in my head. 
Okay, well, we got uh, we got some uh, coverage. We got some feedback from uh, Tyler from Prince and Report okay. just on Twitter. It's very short, but um, I'm sure I'll send more later uh, if he wants to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess uh, I could start off with his then? Yeah, yeah let's, let's start off with Tyler. Okay, so he says, it was okay. That's the short answer. I could go <laughs> more in depth about... The, uh, how the JR, JR art doesn't work for me with mainstream characters. But like my buddy James Cole pointed out, it's called Year One, but this bo- this one book covered how many years? Batman Year One was set as a one-year story. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? He, he's right, because, yeah, Batman Year One was literally set over the course of a year. Yeah, so this one actually takes a bit of a liberty. Definitely more than a year. Yeah. Um, my... Uh, my guess is that the year one will be Superman's first year in the costume. Okay. I feel like that might happen next issue, but if it's not, then it's just obviously just called year one because it's it's like an origin. Yeah, he wants the comparison with Batman year one there. Yeah, and maybe it's just year one, yeah, the start. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's clearly more than a year. Yeah. Um, right now anyway but mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah right lovely um do you yeah, want to... uh i don't know about his art not working for mainstream characters i understand if you don't think it works for superman but uh i think his art's great on you know i guess it does data will count as mainstream I mean, yeah i'm not sure now. yeah i think i vaguely i can understand what what Tyler's i mean Spider-Man. his art on spider-man's iconic mm yeah his Hulk's fine, I think, and his Thor's great as well. Mm. I don't know. I mean, but I think maybe it's because of um, uh, Romero Jr.'s inimitable style, just yeah. just the look and the aesthetic. Maybe then it doesn't lend itself to quite distinct characters. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. that's an interesting comment. Uh, Tyler, awesome. Um, do you want to read the next one out? Uh, yeah, so from the discussion thread. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so we've got a fair few here. Um, look, I'm just going to... I'll read out the first one's from Brian Bizzle. Uh, thanks, Brian, for sending it in. He goes, I enjoyed the book, never read Superman, but Miller's version seems relatable. Uh, yeah, and if you have never read Superman, uh, it's a, you know... I mean, it's an origin story. <laughs> it's a good place to start. Um, that That is actually... I do find that interesting. Yeah. That it's his first exposure to Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shows that it works as a first exposure, you know. Mm. Well, it has so, all the all has all the major has all um, the check boxes. Yeah, yeah, has all yeah. the yep, yeah, all the um good milestones there for Superman all uh, covered. So yeah, yeah. the um, the only weird thing is the navy, but well, yeah. So for Brian, that's that's staple. <laughs> Superman is now in the navy. Yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, awesome. Thanks for the feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you read that? Because I don't see it on the discussion thread. Oh, uh, sorry. This is off the the one off the Into the Night. Moonlight. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, okay, so that was the second second thread after the one that I had posted, saying, um, you know, uh, I posted this because I co-host <laughs> Last Sons of Krypton. Mm-hmm. Then Brian uh, responded. Straight after that. Which is the first one that you have? I have the one with comments from Josh, Dustin, 
Richard. Oh, you were on the on the fan page. Okay, why don't you read that one then? Okay, those, sure. That page, and I'll read the other page. I'm in the the uh, the group, not the not the actual yeah. page. Yeah. So uh, I'll just read out ones that. Yep. Uh, actually, I'll read this out even though he hasn't read it. He said, I haven't read this, but I do love Superman origin stories, so I may at some point. But would you believe I saw a commercial for this on TV last night? Super weird. And I'm pretty sure I found the commercial, and I'll put it in the show notes. Sonny, I was wondering if they would do Laurie Lamara since he's joining the Navy SEALs. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Saw that. Cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so uh, weird that it has, like, an ad, though. Hmm. It was a cool ad, but it is uh, just strange to have an ad for it. Um, but th- thanks for tipping us off there. Yeah. Oh, Josh. Um, cool. Uh, should I go to the next one? Yep. Okay, so the next one I've got is from AJ Watkins. I don't know, but that cover artwork is awful. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Connor and I, we did we did say, yeah, that, that was a bit off-putting. Um, but, yeah, and, and not the best to have your cover. No. Uh, yeah, off, off on the wrong foot there. But, yeah, hey, the inside's good. Yeah. Um, okay, next is from uh, Richard Ryder. It's a rough read, very dialogue heavy, could have used a good edit. Also, American Alien was better. Mm. Um, thanks for the feedback. I'll disagree about American Alien. Although, that being said, I haven't finished American Alien. I read the first three issues, and I was like, screw this. Threw my hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't bother with the rest. Maybe I should. Maybe it gets better. Um, I didn't think this was dialogue heavy. Maybe it's because I've been reading Power Man and Iron Fist issues from the <laughs> 80s. Where you're literally um, <laughs> reading a novel. Yeah. Yes, a very boring novel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that is true. I mean, if you do, and I have been reading a lot of older runs as well. Um, so, you know, chalk and cheese, you know, this is by far not as heavy as some of yeah. the ones you see in the in the 70s and 80s. Um, but, yeah, depends on what you read, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, just flipping through the book now, I can see there's, like, a lot of dialogue bubbles on some pages. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the feedback. Do you want to read your... Yeah. Um, yep, next one is I got from Jeff Naraki. He says, just read it this morning. Very good. Small town life through the eyes of an optimistic teenager. It says, well written as Batman U1, but the tone is different. Well, that's a big call there. Very it's, high praise. Yeah. So you were saying U1 is one of your favourites, um, Batman's. Um, yes. So this is up there for Jeff. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, really glad to hear that. Uh, mm. You know, I like when people enjoy things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't think it's uh, I think it's as good as Batman U1, but I'm I'm very. Uh, it's very interesting that um, people there are people that uh, do think it's like the Superman equivalent of Batman Year One. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm glad that yeah yeah nice one. Thanks, Jeff. That's good. And it's probably exactly what Miller was going for. Is the yeah. Superman version of his Year One? So I'm sure he would be happy as well. Um, there's no more on my side. Uh, there's no more. Oh, uh, there's actually Rick says yeah. Rick says he read it and it's better than american Eight. hot take it's better than american alien. Um, <laughs> so i'll agree with you there <laughs> yeah, thank you rick awesome stuff well i haven't read american alien but um is that the one by that son of the guy um max landis yeah, yeah. that guy yeah apparently he's man not... you're old if you see him as the son of uh <laughs> <laughs> well, i am <laughs> uh i don't know he apparently he's a bit of a, a bit of an ass but anyway 
Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. I just watched Chronicle and I knew it, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I've got one here from my other co-host, Connor, um, who we both we the both other do. The other yeah. co-host we do Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Connor has um, some words here. He says, really, really hated it. Frank Miller is back to writing his brand of dull, blunted edge um, that just makes you sigh with disgust than any actual evoking emotion. He needs to stop getting work. This story genuinely also does nothing with its existence. It doesn't add enough to the Superman canon. It tells the same origin story I've seen everywhere else, whether on TV or in other better books. The art is atrocious. Romita Jr. can do good work, but this was just terrible. I can't believe it got passed. Every character looks like a six-year-old with the head of a Funko Pop. And even at its best, panel layouts do literally nothing, and nothing can save those character designs. Uh, Sucks that it's sort of a hit because Miller should stop getting work, and a book this bad should get the pass um, to be released. Shouldn't get passed to be released, I guess. Uh, thank you, Connor. Well, that was very harsh criticism. That's uh, <laughs> that was a, a scathing, a scathing so, um, yes. review. There, we, we we have differing opinions, very different opinions on mm. this. Uh, like we're getting feedback for some people are loving this book, some people are absolutely mm. hating it. Yes, uh, which makes me think: if you didn't know it was Miller, would you hate it as much? Yeah. Yeah, because I I sense a lot of other Connor. I sense a lot of venom towards Frank Miller, <laughs> and I'm just wondering if that's affected. I mean, I I get that you don't like the book. I get all your criticism, but I'm yeah. criticism. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of venom behind yeah. Frank Miller there. True, yeah, um, and, and like, and a lot of it, you know, as well. Again, personal taste, like as we mentioned, um, you know, I I, I do like Romita Junior's art. Uh, it's not to mm-hmm. other Connor's taste. I mean, that's fair enough. It's yeah. to each their own. So. Uh, it's very, it's, you know, very objective, subjective. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for the feedback. It's good to get a variety of feedback. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, let me just, cause I've got some short ones here cause you've got one from Dustin, right? Which is yeah. a bit longer. We'll do that last. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm just going to go through, there's a couple of things here. Brian, uh, Brian Warshaw, Warshaw. Uh, he writes in, I actually enjoyed this one. The pace is definitely more Smallville than Metropolis, uh, which might be problematic for some, but I liked it. And Ramita isn't always my cup of tea, but I enjoyed his work here. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Um, differing <laughs> differing, differing opinion again. again. Like, you know, uh, we've gone up and down here. But yeah, definitely, definitely Smallville. It is um, that pace of the regional yeah. rural area, small town. I would be, with all this weird variety of feedback, Mm -hmm. I would be curious as to everyone who wrote in uh, their background with Superman and how much Superman they've read. Uh, That would be interesting. I'm not saying if you've read more, you'll like it, or if you've read less, you'll like it. I am just genuinely curious as to, you know, the Mm -hmm. comic exposure of... Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting to keep in mind. That would be, yeah. Um, maybe, Maybe for you on part two, you guys can send in... You know what? What uh, previous Superman you've read? Maybe your favorite Superman stories. Uh, you know, yeah. Just because it'd be really interesting. Um, Add another layer to our investigation. Into, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Because these opinions are so 
like <laughs> love and hate. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, but, I guess we're we're kind of in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, mm. So, do you want to do the next one then? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna take off my happy hat. I'm gonna put my <laughs> angry. Un- oh, get <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and this one's from Jake Hibbard, and he writes in garbage. Wasn't a story anyone besides Miller wanted. Also pretty lame that it's on the black label. There is nothing adult about it. Just an excuse for DC to charge an extra $2 an issue for a badly written story that nobody asked for. There you go. Well, no, thank you, Jake. Um, yeah, again, uh, a different view. Mm. Um, quite vehement in, uh, in, in not liking it. Um, but, yeah. you know, again, teach their own. And not liking Frank Miller, too. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, no, I agree about that black label part because we mm-hmm. did talk about that. There's nothing in this issue to make it like black label. There's no adult content here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, that's that, that's um, why I was kind of thinking that that scene was like a an attempt by Frank Miller to to yeah. add a bit of darkness to it, um, but it just didn't work because it was. I, I don't think yeah. it is, but I respect your opinion yeah. because this is a free country. Um, <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My opinion stands. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. As for, I mean, I I gladly pay the extra two bucks to get this oversized cover because it it, I mean, well, you obviously hate the artwork, but for me. Who I, I really love some of the artwork. I really like how it's in like this oversized book, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it looks nicer. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree about the black label part. Yeah, um, that is, that, yeah, that is a bit. If you compare it to, I guess the other black labels as well. Yeah, it's yeah. It's funny. I was saying no one asked for this. I, I, I'm sure there's some, like I, I've been very interested in what Miller's take of Superman would be. Mm. I wouldn't go as far to say as I asked for this book. But it's always something that I've been like, I hope he does one day. Okay. Even if it's bad, just so I could see what he would do. And you can compare. Um, right. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, when this got announced, uh, I remember, people remember, I was just absolutely mind-boggled hmm. that this is announced. I'm like, why did you get Frank Miller and John Romita Jr., two infamous figures yeah. in Superman, to pen an origin story? And to boot, the art looked horrible from what they were showing. Yes. And I thought yes. it was going to be an absolute disaster. And that was the general reaction, is that it was going to be a train wreck. And I think yeah. when they announced it in the room, because yeah. John Romita Jr. was talking about this, like instead of applause, just a collective sigh and a bunch of moaning went out. Oh, wow. <laughs> when, they, when they were on the panel and they said they were doing Superman Year One. So they, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, this wasn't, this is a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, look, I've only got a couple here. They're, they're kind of short, so I'll just quickly... Yeah, sure. And they're, they're kind of both related. Uh, one's from Adam Prine. He says, I'm a fan of John Romita Jr., but I'm not digging that cover. Fair enough, Adam, as we mentioned as well. And James Young, he writes in, uh, I liked it, and it looked like John Romita Jr. attempted to improve his style here. It looks much better than his uh, new 52 soups. So, would you agree? Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. New 52 Superman by John Amita Jr. looks horrible. Right. Uh, It looks really bad. Oh, Um, I've got to check it out. Um, Yeah, sure. There's a reason I thought it was so... uh, I'll put put a link. 
I'll try to put a link to New 52 of Superman in the show notes. If it's too hard, then I'll just won't bother and you can look it up yourself. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm um, searching now. Yeah, New 52 Superman, JR, JR. Oh, that one. That one where he's running. I, I've seen that um, cover before. Yeah. It's just... It's... Yeah. Actually, yeah, I do remember. He, um... That's one of his better pictures, believe it or not. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I think I know, maybe then going back to Tyler's comment, I can see why maybe Remedy Jr.'s style wouldn't. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, I guess so we only have Dustin's feedback left then? Yep. Yeah. That oh, was... Sweet. Uh, thanks very much for sending this, by the way, Dustin. Mm. Uh, you know, we love uh, feedback, even if it doesn't agree with us you know it's, it's good to have oh, a variety absolutely. of opinions yeah for sure this is um uh, my review of superman year one this is dustin kurtz uh, i really really didn't like this issue this is miller being peak miller the dialogue felt weird and like someone trying to write folksy characters without actually ever meeting a person from the country it really feels like he's writing an origin story for his dark knight rise as superman or more like trying to justify that characterization not to mention the art which i probably hated more than the story Everyone had this weird Uncanny Valley look going on, and it just really didn't look good. All in all, I really didn't like this issue, and I hope the story goes improves as it goes on, but I'm not holding my breath. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't doubt that Miller probably hasn't met people from the country. Uh, I got... I, I guess with the way kids are acting, like, as we as we talked about the Burrigans and the Hooning, like, mm-hmm. throwing eggs at people, I got that vibe, um... But, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it could well be a yeah. city guy trying to write. Country. Yeah, it, yeah. It didn't come off that way to me. Yeah. I haven't lived in the country. I have spent time there, though. Um, but then again, Australian country is probably different to American mm. country as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, so I guess we did talk about uh, this is... Yeah, this is the same continuity as Dark Knight Returns, so it will be interesting to see if this whole thing is a way to set up mm-hmm. that version of the character, which most Superman fans aren't big on. You're dreading, aren't you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not dreading it, because it, it's it happened, what, like 30 years ago. Mm, okay. Uh, I am... I've accepted the fact that that character exists. I'll never accept the But to Jedi, see it again. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know... Yeah. Uh, to see it again, I don't mind. Like uh, as we talked about before, this is not established as canon mm-hmm, or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? so you can easily so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting to see if Miller does go that route or if he doesn't. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. too hard to talk about yeah. without reading the whole thing. But I definitely we... understand why. Does yeah. like you'd be getting that vibe? Yeah, we, we definitely should get a sense of it. I think after issue two, surely the second. Oh, act. definitely. So yeah. we'll, you know, consolidate our opinions uh, a lot more. Well, i.e., you, Connor, because um, you, you have a lot, <laughs> lot more vested interest uh, historically with Superman. Um, I, yeah. I'm just I'm interested to see what happens. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess the big thing is. As I've said before, is uh, at first I thought it was just going to be, you know, 
Superman joining the Navy and it was going to be like in a really pro armed mm. forces like and I'm not I'm not I'm not disrespecting soldiers or anything I'm, mm. I'm more like I'm more saying pro armed forces as in the big war machine you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, so that's what I was worried about but then again maybe it could go the different route and Superman could be really uncomfortable yes that's... the armed forces which kind of sets up a tragic fall for his character in the dark knight returns um you see that's where i mean not knowing the whole context of it well now i do though kind of that's what i was heading towards when we were mm. having the discussion i thought maybe he would see the atrocities um firsthand or you know what this world can yield uh and he can say well you know this is i've got to be doing some saving here so yeah. i i saw it as him probably you know turning a leaf and going okay well this is why I, I must save this planet but but you know i don't know how that plays on later on in the dark knight mythology um but as you say it probably contra um yeah contrasts that i think superman's old enough in the dark knight so. returns where it, like it doesn't superman doesn't have to be at that point or even close to that point okay at the end of this story because superman's yes. like that's like 60 years after this right whatever right, right. you know yes um so as I said, like the most we could get of that is like subtle nods to yeah. the future, you know, like one day I'm worried you might turn into, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, we don't know. I guess, uh, um, yeah, I'm very interested to, uh, continue on. I'm very interested to hear more from people if they're still reading, yeah. uh, what they think of it. Thanks for the email, Dustin. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin, um, and thanks everyone that's, uh, that's written in. That was really, really cool. It's really fun to actually get such a disparate um you know variety of, of feedback yeah big variety of feedback mm. um again i will notice i do notice you guys who really hated this seem to really hate frank miller already so i am just wondering if that's affected <laughs> i'm not defending the book i am just yeah. stating that there is a common thread between these criticisms yeah. of i hate frank miller so yeah yeah um yeah but no it'll be very interesting to continue yeah uh, so the next one's not out until august like 21st oh okay yeah so it's a long time between each issue oh. like two months i think oh okay i mean so, but they are like double more than double size aren't they so that's true yeah yeah so uh this probably won't be our next episode mm-hmm. part two we'll probably be doing something else i believe uh, cosmic, Ray, cosmic. Yeah, Ray wanted some cosmic yes. swan action. I let's believe get, we let's get out of this planet. Mongol eh? story, yes. We? Oh yeah, the Mongol swan story. Uh, Len Wayne. Yeah. Len Wayne and Kurt Swan versus Mongol. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Entertaining, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's get off this mud ball. Connor. Yeah. Let's let's go back to crazier times. Um, <laughs> exactly. Where giant heads would appear in your apartment and start talking to you. Uh, <laughs> so yes, yeah. but um. Well, well, we've got to rate this thing. Yeah, let, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, should we do it out of heads, big heads, or? <laughs> oh yeah, big heads, um, bobble heads. Uh, you, you go first. Okay. Well, um, as we've discussed uh, going through this book, I I enjoyed the art. I thought the the writing was was quite solid. Uh, itself, a little inconsistent. Well, you know, it, it tried to miss. I tried to mix in a lot of tones in there. Um, you got blips of this dark tone, uh, you com- comedic tones, um, some drama. Um, 
there's not well, a little bit of action in the high school. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I I like the characterization of um, of. Superman and uh, actually mm. the Kents, um, more so Jonathan, as we've discussed as well. Um, he, he seems to have a very calming, um, uh, you know, sensible head on his shoulders. Um, I think, just to interrupt for a second, I yes. think that's something we should point out. Uh, yeah. Clark's characterization was very good throughout the whole issue, mm. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Except for weird baby Clark, but um, <laughs> uh, I felt like, yeah, we didn't really talk about that. But. No, no, you're right. Uh, and, and and it was, I think, and, and that was crucial in making it a uh, an entertaining mm. and enjoyable read. Uh, I'd give it, um, I'd give it um, a decent seven heads yep. out of ten, um, on the pretext that yeah, it's not, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything for me as well. Uh, I've read a, f- a few of the origins, so to go back and read another origin, um, regardless of it coming from Miller and uh, Ramita Junior. Um, to me, it was going through the paces again, though there were the, the slight differences with the army and uh, mm. and seeing a little bit more of his high school years. Different artwork as well. Dif- yeah, and the art the artwork for me was a was a standout. I thought. I mean, again, mm. um, big props to Danny uh, Mickey, is it and um, and Alex yeah. Sinclair on the colours and inks. Uh, I've I've never seen Ramita's work more more beautiful than this. Really, mm. yeah, yeah. And how about you, sir? Um, I just keep going back to seeing that ship fly through space in the first person view. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much on the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, same boat in the navy. <laughs> the same U boat. Join the navy. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I understand uh, some of the criticisms. I don't understand yeah. some others, but I respect your criticism regardless. Um, unless you like Star Wars: Last Jedi, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Loved it. You can like that movie. <laughs> you what? No, no, no. I don't. No, I've only seen. I've only seen it once. I've got no real. No, no. It's fine. Opinion um, of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are allowed to like Star Wars: Last Jedi. Yeah. It's okay. I will never stop hating it though. Um, <laughs> so, regardless. That movie doesn't deserve attention. Let's go back to Superman Year One. Uh, yeah, it's hard to rate. Uh, I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but like Birthright, Man of Steel, you know, they're the two big modern mm. origins, and they are better mm. than this. But well, actually, that being sorry, said, sorry, can I yeah? just interject as well? I actually, sure. I still enjoyed, um, in context, I still enjoyed Marv Wolfman's a lot more than this. Oh man, and Superman. Yes. Yeah. I know. You, I know that you didn't uh, like you. You know, you said that it was good, but it was look, not a, one of your favorites. A lot favorites. of people enjoyed yeah. Man and Superman. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I really love that. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. So, but that that being said, like uh, Birthright and Man of Steel, they are very good, mm-hmm. and they're classics. You know. So. Yes, they are good. Um, yes. But I just I got a lot of enjoyment out of this. Mm. Is it and, pleasantly surprising? Is that what? Yeah, kind of, yeah, it was. As I said, it's the best Superman thing I've read all year. That being said, the bar is not super high. <laughs> like a lot of Bendis' issues have been good. Yeah, but that's all they've been is good. Yeah, I've enjoyed know? them. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed uh, them. Quite like they've been pretty interesting. Like I feel like Action Comics isn't as interesting as it was with this whole global conspiracy thing. I preferred uh, when he was yeah, you know, yeah. just 
like fighting that new criminal, that Crimson Cloud, and being a journalist. I really like yep. that. Um, and Ivan Brees' artwork in yeah. the Superman. Oh, oh man, oh baby, that oh is... man, that's worth the pick up alone. Like that's like four four points out of ten already. Have you read the latest? Uh, no, I've Superman ten or whatever. No, I haven't actually. Kind of, I terrible. Oh, I've dropped off them. Yeah. He does this big like four way space battle, which is just crazy. Oh wow! Um, but uh, anyway, yes. Um, look, this this book isn't a seven out of ten. If I was writing it objectively, I'd probably give it like a six or a six point five. But I enjoyed mm-hmm. it enough that I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so to disappoint you guys who really hated it, maybe uh-huh. uh, we'll really hate the next issue. So, yeah. uh, But please keep leaving feedback. We loved how we got so much feedback for this. It's yeah. awesome. Um, we love hearing the different opinions, mm-hmm. especially as they're so varied. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Just need it, to... It's good in a fun way. It's not like when the opinions are varied for Man of Steel and it was really annoying and head-wrecking. It's, it's oh. fun. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's great. It's, yeah, it's, um, like I said, like, and we totally respect um, everyone's tastes. Um, I just, Rian yeah. Johnson. Um, Sorry? Is that Rian Johnson's taste? I don't respect his taste. But oh. everyone else, oh, yes. Right. Yes. Um, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Alrighty. I'm looking forward to the next issue. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but uh, in the meantime, a couple of weeks, we'll be back with... A cosmic extravaganza. Yes. Should be good. Yeah. yeah, that'll be good. Some good old Mongol. Oh. Uh, although we haven't really covered any Mongol. We have referenced Mongol a lot because we both actually read For the Man Who Has Everything and we discussed yeah. it amongst ourselves, I believe. So yes. uh, we will talk about it on the podcast one day, though. This is possibly my favorite Superman story, or it's definitely ah, up there. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's um, definitely a good, it was a good one. It's a good one there. Mm, yes. Kick off the. <laughs> Interest, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Until next time, guys. Uh, just if you see a kid with a really big head, <laughs> don't stare at them. Yeah, don't feed it something. Anita Junior might be watching you. <laughs> yes, beware the was it Valley of the Dead or whatever. And <laughs> um, you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and think about how awesome Martha and Parkent are as parents, because you know, props to them for yes, know. and uh, and just have a think about poor Peter Ross and his water sogged, waterlogged homework. Yeah, and also lament that you never had that sweet high school girlfriend. <laughs> Reminisce on <laughs> lived, you know, like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I'm talking about Ray, clearly. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I'll you know s- we'll see you guys we'll next time. Catch you next time. We yay. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.